Before we get started, let me tell you about this week's sponsor, Plum. Plum is a money management app that lets you invest, build your savings, and even save on your energy bills. If you've been listening to Season 9 so far, you'll know that I started my investment journey with Plum recently, and have been trying the app and its features. One thing I was unsure of before I started using Plum was when to invest. Should I put some money away at the start of the month, on payday, a little bit every week? Well, with Plum, you can choose. You can let their unique algorithm choose for you, set money aside on payday, or even on rainy days, or, my current choice, are rounding up my weekly spending. As we said before on the show, we never work with sponsors we wouldn't use ourselves, and I am, quite literally, putting my money where my mouth is by telling you guys about my honest experience using Plum. If you'd like to join me and one million other Plum users in the UK on our investment journey and support us here at Sequelizers too, click on the link in our show notes to sign up and get started with Plum today. everybody and welcome back to season nine of sequelizers i am your host jack chambers as always and joining me also as always it's matt stogden damn it jack if i catch you fucking the sequel again i'll break your neck <laughs> <laughs> oh we're recording sorry <laughs> shut up matt the mics are turned on <laughs> and uh spoiler alert i am fucking this sequel this week <laughs> That's what we've renamed pitching. In, <laughs> yeah, fucking the sequel. <laughs> oh, and speaking of fucking sequels, also joining Matt and I, it's Tim Matum. The decision you made in Berlin to save Hitler, kill Jack Chambers. I know, we both lost something that night. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Berlin decision. That's, that's a title oh, of a film we're fixing this week. And if you don't know what that subtitle is, listeners, I'll keep you hanging for a little bit longer. Because this film was, in fact... Patreon pick. Picked by one of executive producers over on patreon.com slash sequelizers. If you'd like to get early access and ad-free episodes, you can go there. If you'd like to get discounts on merch and exclusive merch, you can also go there. If you'd like to get outtakes, such as a really convoluted <laughs> time travel quiz that we did for about an hour. I got caught out a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the questions are bullshit. Some of them were <laughs> actually quite interesting and like, oh, okay cool and then they repeated them six times and i was like i'm skipping through these and then one was about time cop so it's relevant <laughs> so it's fine if you want to hear our quizzes uh the results of our summer movie draft which we did uh, a couple of weeks ago all this kind of extra bonus cool stuff you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers and get all that lovely extra business like these fine people the executive producers have done josh van der Sluis. There's never enough time. Never enough for what? To satisfy a woman. Mike Salvia. Have a nice day. Michael Belcher. I should have said freeze. I think he got the idea. Xenos. I want to fight a woman. Then don't. Josh Miles. You two should be closer. Keep him away from me. Same matter can occupy some space. I'm still kicking. I must be on Broadway. 
and the man who has in fact picked Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision. That's a, that's a fucking <laughs> subtitle. But what, a, what a choice from Mr. Jonathan Firth-Clark. Read it. Wolverine, between the lines, I should get the fuck out of here. So yeah, let's talk about the muscles from Brussels, shall we? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Mr. JCVD. We'll talk about 90s classics. <laughs> Notice the air quotes there, listeners. Um, I remember talking to John. Uh, we, I think we went for a meal with him at the Korean restaurant Kimchi here in Norwich mm-hmm. uh, before his birthday. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've picked Time Cop 2 because I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. And I was like, really, John? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, get, I get the link of like, oh, Jack loves sci-fi and that's a whole thing. And like, you can just do what you want. I kind of just did what I want with mine. But before we get to fixing the sequel... Well in the past, stuff, right, Tim? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I'm very interested to see if the listeners, if you two as well, because if you don't already know this, mm-hmm. this is your first time listening to us here in season nine. These other guys don't know what I've pitched either. We're going in blind. Yes. I will pick a director. I will cast and recast and return some cast from the original movie. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. You'll have to tune into the second half to find out. But before we get to all the fixing mm-hmm. and the, the fucking of the sequel, as is the, as is the name of it now, apparently, <laughs> let's talk about Time Cop 1, shall we? Which we started in 19... The year of our Lord, 1994. Sure. These ones are shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my fix is... <laughs> Tell us what you really think. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll start off with the history with the franchise. I'll get mine out of the way. I hadn't seen either of them until about a month ago when I watched both of them back to back <laughs> and hated my life. Uh, so yeah, I have, and, and Jonathan knew this when he suggested it as well because we'd already kind of talked about it. I had not seen either one, didn't know the second one existed apart from it being on the master list of bad sequels. Yes. As is the nature of, of all these bad sequels. We have a Google Doc that is just hundreds of bad movies <laughs> long at this point and then... I'm, I'm not sure it even was on the list. I think, it, I think it might have been. It was, but it was on a subsection of um, sequels to <laughs> mediocre sequels, movies. Yeah, because yeah. we, we've separated out into... Because obviously, if you don't know listeners, like I said, if you're new to the show, originally we were fixing the bad sequels to good movies. So we took in episode one, Jaws, absolute classic. Jaws 2, not such a classic. So mm. it's a bad sequel to a good movie. We've since moved away from that because... Don't want to be pigeonholed too much and kind of wanted to broaden our, you know, search for bad sequels out yeah. and Patreon picks were coming in and all that kind of stuff and letting other people choose for us. So we thought, we'll just fix bad sequels sorted is, is what we're here for now. Yes. And even if that's bad sequels to bad movies <laughs> or bad sequels to mediocre movies or sequels that are kind of better than the original in some hmm. ways, but still Diminishing bad. returns is diminishing returns. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Matt, what's your history with the Time Cop franchise if there is such a thing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, so growing up in the nineties, nineteen ninety, um, mid nineties, ninety four, ninety five, I was ten. Now I say this vague ninety four, ninety five thing because, again, classically as a kid, you'd watch something in the era on VHS because your cousin had it or a friend got their mum to get it from Blockbuster or some shit. Um, so you wouldn't usually see it in year of release kind of thing, and videos took a long time to come out. Mm. Um, classically be like, oh, wow, Jurassic Park was amazing in the cinema. Cut to late 94, maybe early 95. <laughs> it's now available on video. And mm. like, fucking hell. Um, Going to home video soon. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's it's adverts, a very, yeah. Yeah, very strange, different existence. Mm. And also rental video before you could purchase yes, it would be yeah. a thing. Yeah, there's a blockbuster and yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, very, very <laughs> weird existence. But 
Time Cop was one of those just sort of things I binged as a young man with stuff like Demolition Man. Yeah. Whereas action heroes... 90s action... Yeah, smos, 80s, 80s yeah. 90s guys doing like less of that. Like, oh, I can't really watch Rambo and... Um, Do you mean First Blood? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody called it that. Um, and, um, and everyone was always referring to the second and third ones very specifically. And uh, Red Heat and shit like that. And just mm. just things that you which weren't... Or well, even more like Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. You've oh got, yeah, you've got all basically all of his films. His entire, that, his entire career is this kind yeah. of schmoz of bullshit and just like mm. B movie action schlock. I genuinely like Bloodsport and I quite like Kickboxer. Yeah, I was gonna say Bloodsport, Kickboxer are to be the two that because they're like. the two ones that kind of like broke him off into his yeah. career and kind of showed like, oh, he's a martial artist. He can actually do this stuff. And rather than yeah, you know, the more like muscly, take like Schwarzenegger and even Stallone yeah. eventually in the Rambo series, like they're just big muscly Schwarzenegger was literally a bodybuilder he looks like a professional wrestler rather than a like a kickboxer or a martial mm. artist or yes. whatever mm. yes. and he would basically just swing big punches and bear hug people and snap mm. people's necks whereas old Van Damme is throwing flying kicks and of course doing the splits <laughs> yeah that's what he can do and, can and do his, one, his one big arm Yes. If you've noticed that people don't notice this, he has one good arm and he shows you that arm all the time. I think it's his, <laughs> I think it's his left. It maybe. is his left. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And he's like, I'm going from this side. Mm. It's like, what are you doing? What about the other side? Nope, just the side. <laughs> um, so you end up with things like Dread and more family friendly. I know Dread isn't really family friendly. Oh, sorry, Judge Dread. My apologies. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. My apologies. You sorry. saw my face. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, so you'd have these things you sort of binge in one go. And even like things like Kindergarten Cop, it was like, oh, they're making more family appropriate films. Mm. And. Um, where they took the action stars of the 80s and yes. turned them into family friendly stuff of the 90s Very almost, much so. yeah. yeah and I kind of binged it all with that one Time Cop I like everything you have a cool couple of moments when you're like 12, 13 you go that's pretty that's, I, like, I like that that's good I mean just the title is written by a 7 year old yeah, oh, yeah. in time, time how, do you, how do you fight criminals in time Time Cop see I, rem- I I had a real problem because when I think about Time Cop I keep thinking I, I see the scene where He's walking down the road, cavalier and like calm, and then a fucking truck's behind him. He has to duck down because mm. like, oh, time yeah. travel. Where are you going to end up? It's like, sure. And I think, yeah. And then Courtney Cox is running around. Like, hang, no, wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, wait. That's Masters of the Universe <laughs> 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 with Dolph Lundgren. Same that's thing. Not the same thing. Um, so it is a weird uh, homogenization. Maybe may a tie-in with Masters of the Not a tie-in. Not a crossover. Oh, shit, son. A hint of Masters of the Universe in my pitch, maybe. Who knows? You know. Skeletor. Skeletal, Frank Langella. <laughs> I'm back. Um, yes. I'll get you, Max Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't really have a lot of clear memories of it, and I rewatched it for this and thought, oh yeah, don't like it. Um, Had you seen the second one of the straight to DVD sequel? Now here's the thing: I'd seen most of the second ah. one because I, it was a DVD release only. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we I don't saw, often get those on the show. To be fair, not straight often, to DVD Disney. sequels, yeah. Um, I, I saw a ripped version, like as a file that got corrupted. You, or something. you torrented, torrented, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time Cop too. Pretty much, and it's like, it like mid two thousands, um, and it just it just corrupted the files. It didn't do anything after. I was like, oh well, fuck, it, I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. It's already quite shit. Then I finally finished the film later date, and I have a lot to say about it later. Obviously, in terms of how it's presented, and we'll get into uh, that. Don't yeah. you worry, listeners. But my 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 history is actually really simply. The first one is just meshed in with other stuff and isn't worth separating. And the second one got corrupted and isn't worth salvaging. So <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Fair, fair. Tim, um, how about you? Yeah, uh, so interestingly, like the, 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 the couple of years difference that Matt and I have 
uh, occasionally rears, rears its head. It does, mm. it does. Um, yeah. And so when I was in that um, watching lots of action movies kind of period, I tended towards the more... Uh, I was I was when Nicolas Cage was was at his peak, mm. the, the face off Con Air mm-hmm. yeah. uh, era, um, and I didn't really watch any Jean Claude Van Damme. Interesting. Um, no sudden impact. Yeah, sudden impact. Hard target. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never seen any of those really. Like I'd seen Street Fighter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what what a classic that, that film is. That was about it. Um, Playing. Colonel Guile. Yeah. yeah, but you know the name. Oh, I knew, the, I knew, knows the name. I knew the name, was aware of him, but, yes. but just never really kind of got round to watching any of his filmography. Um, what about Universal Soldier? Because that's another one that gets... Oh, yeah, wow. No, I've never seen Universal Soldier. It's got a sequel, it's on the list, so don't yeah. worry. It is on the list, that's very true. Yeah. And there's yeah. people who really love like the third or fourth one, I know. Yes. Like, yeah. Anyway. It's the one where it gets good. It's like Fast and Furious. It eventually gets good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, though, that obviously, as we all have Kung Fu Panda, he's in Kung Fu Panda. He plays Master Crocodile or some yes, shit. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. Oh, yeah. So like, that's Tim's, seen... fa- Tim's favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie is Kung Fu Panda. Probably is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, d- I definitely saw Time Cop at some point. I'm pretty sure I saw it on TV, not yeah. even on VHS. It's such a TV movie. Yeah. Mm. It's such a, oh, it's on whatever, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I have very vague memories of it. And really the only thing when, when it... When we came to like talking about it here, the only thing I could remember was him doing the splits in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's all you need to remember, to be fair. Um, and that the villain sort of mm. had a disgusting, gruesome end, which is the kind oh of, yes, which feels yeah. very like, uh, like of the time. Oh yeah, like you'd always like I, I I'm sort of surprised that they because there's a a bit in Time Cop where someone gets frozen with liquid nitrogen. And then his arm gets like kicked off before he dies, mm. um, which is basically how Wesley Snipes dies in Demolition Man. Yeah, um, someone shot into a million pieces, a la Terminator Two, yeah. or people falling off buildings, a la Die Hard. Yeah, that's pretty much what you've got. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, that so they, those were my only real memories of Time Cop before I rewatched mm. it for this. Had not seen this. It was not aware of the second one. Had not seen it. So watched it for the first time for this and was like, hmm. This is a very 90s looking 2000s. There's a a bit in it where they mention the two towers going down and it completely threw me for for, for a loop because I just assumed... They were actual time travellers. That it it was made in like 1996. And then I double checked. I was like, whoa, like, was it 2003? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Partially just through the clothes. Like, it's so 90s looking. Again, I've I've got one thing to say about that to sort of... It's almost like a caveat sentence of like, oh, that makes sense now. I'm just going to keep bringing it up over and over and over, but we'll get back to that. But yeah, so I have I have little history with Jean Claude Van Damme. This was one of the few films that I had seen, but I even that I had I had consigned it to the memory bin yeah. of just fair, like, fair. yeah, I don't really I don't really need to think about <laughs> time cop. Do I want to use the limited storage in my mind for this? No, I'm good. No. <laughs> about you Joe? you said you're, you're, you're was a, i watched, the, the watched them both for this thing yeah. and yeah didn't know the second one existed until john brought it up well should for, I... for, for people who are like you mm. should we get into the... Should I do this, this i'm sure there are plenty of people and yeah we uh brought back the synopses not too long ago so matthew why don't you take away with a synopsis of both one and two i will good luck i think this is quite clear and concise we'll see <laughs> <laughs> it's it's frustrating because they're not good 
films. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the teaser for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but because they're time travel films, there's a lot of like... It's can't believe bullshit. Can't, it, so in 1994, he does a thing. And then yeah. 2004 version of him, which we'll talk about in a moment... <laughs> also does a thing and sees the 94 version of him doing the thing so he replaces the 94 version with himself <laughs> 10 years later but nobody reacts. <laughs> see yeah it's it's that it's that kind of bullshit whereas if this was like if this was a film of the equivalent budget that was sci-fi or just action without mm. being time travel yeah the synopsis would probably be half the length <laughs> oh yeah definitely if it's just a regular cop yeah anyway. regular cop Okay, here we go. <laughs> Spoiler alert for my pitch. Time Cup 2, regular cups. <laughs> I'm just very confused. The TEC is disbanded, and they're just regular cups now. Minority Report 2. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Time Cup 1994. In 1994, the TEC, the Time Enforcement Commission, is established when evidence is presented to the Justice Dis Department of arms dealers paying for goods with stolen confederate oh bullion. justice department hello judge dread influence <laughs> yeah it's weird we've gone from film one rambo film two national treasure film three uh time cop and we're going to be discussing well obviously discussing the american military and american history <laughs> and the american police system it's like fucking hell we've gone on a bit of a tangent of uh institutions at cab yes all time cops are bastards <laughs> 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 oh god so the, yeah, the TEC is formed. The Justice Department have been said, oh, there's, you know, uh, arms dealers have been paying for things with stolen Confederate bullion, which we actually see at the start of the film. The division is headed up by Senator Aaron McComb and Commissioner Eugene Matuzak. You, you've uh, skipped the 12-minute board meeting scene there, Matthew. Where yeah. They talk, they talk about, well, how are we going to do the time travel? I'll do the time travel. He can't do the time travel. You need someone to look after the time travel. Like, I look after the time travel. He's too young. He can't do the time travel. Let's all do the... No, no, no. Just me. Just me. I do time travel. Okay, you're doing the... This goes on for like yeah. nine and a half minutes. I don't, I don't mind how that scene is lit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most filmmakery diplomatic answer you've ever seen, yeah. Matthew. Everything that is that, dog shit. That scene has lighting. Yep. There's a nice, Not acting, nice but lighting. light coming through the uh, wood panel room. Washington, D.C. cop Max Walker is approached about joining the division, but rejects the offer. I've missed out a lot there about his boots saying Wolverine <laughs> at the bottom. And him... His boots, he stops a guy, not with a, not with a kick, just with his foot. Just standing, waiting, with the guy with the blade just going to go around him. Yeah. Rollerblades. And the, it's yes, like, the most 1994. It's a rollerblade thief. Yeah. <laughs> that purse doesn't suit you. I better return it, I guess. It's like, yeah, well, I better give it the fuck back or something. But it's more like... I guess I'm Wolverine. What? Sure. what? No, and no one calls him Wolverine in the fucking movie, no. do they? So it's what it's, is, it's what a is... make of boot. Yeah. Oh, oh, I in, thought it was like the, his in, nickname. In the real world, in the real world yeah. it's a make Fucking hell. It's like, what, is, what does this say? Wolverine? We're between the lines. Yeah. So I should get the fuck out of here? Okay. Also, yeah. he has weird I thought, interaction with his wife. I thought he'd done like an Andy from Toy Story. Property of Wolverine. That's some that's some heavy heavy gay slash fiction shit. <laughs> it's also branded on my ass. Oh. He's, also, he's a big Red Dawn fan. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverines. Okay. We also glean over the fact that he approaches his wife as, with a creepy, gruff voice, like, "Hey, hello, hello." <laughs> oh, that scene is so weird, and, and they like, do I'm it. Wait for my as husband. we'll get to it, 
he does it again later on as yeah. future Max, and it's so weird. It's, it's creepy, weird bullshit. And they do a weird little like sexy role play. And yeah. watching this for the first time, I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> JCVD's playing a like a pederast. <laughs> he's just he's going to sexually assault people." I was going, "Oh, it's his wife." Oh, thank God, <laughs> thanks the Lord. Hey, is that the woman from Ferris Bueller? Oh yes. my God. <laughs> So that night, he and his wife Melissa are attacked, and his house is blown up with his wife inside. Whoa, am... whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, I'm steamy sh- sex scene, Matthew. An entirely needless sex scene with ninety saxophone. Look, I'm trying to get this pitch down to five hundred words <laughs> or synopsis. I should say, not pitch. Ten years later, the TEC has been running several missions, and Walker is a veteran agent. He is sent back to 1929 to prevent his former partner from benefiting from the crash before the Great Depression. Walker's partner, Atwood, admits he is working for Macomb to raise funds for a presidential run, and fearing being wiped out from history, he jumps out a window. He is caught and brought back to 2004, the space age future year (laughs) of 2004. But his refusal to testify means he is sentenced to death and returns to 1929 mid-jump. My Real weird execution thing, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because mm. we'll get into this. and we'll, I don't, don't talk about it in my picture. I'll just kind of make it up because that's how this thing works. That's how this thing works, yeah. Sometimes they have to sit in a big car and do like a Back to the Future time travel thing. Yes. And then sometimes they're like, mid-drop. Like, Wait, what? Yep. Do you, do you have the power to just teleport people wherever you like? Or back to out. where they were? Or do they have to be in the car thing? Because sometimes, yeah. sometimes they land in a fucking lake. Sometimes they sometimes go. Sometimes they're in air. Sometimes they're walking. Sometimes they go in the exact moment you left them. Like, how precise is this teleporting <laughs> thing? It's shit. They're sitting down and they're standing up. Yeah, it, doesn't make it sense. makes no sense. Yeah, it breaks all the rules it sets, which are and what are we? Done. And aren't they trying to prevent like future people from causing problems in the past? But he's a future person, so he shouldn't be falling onto that car and yeah. dying in front of that very Irish copper because that's how coppers worked Ooh. in the 1920s. So that. They've broken the timeline because the yes. corpse of a guy from he the 2000s yeah. is it, it, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they've like, violated their own rules in like 15 fucking minutes. I think Physics Jack is gonna have a meltdown with this. <laughs> well, as I say in my pitch, anything you guys will can say, you'll be like, How did that work? Don't know. Fuck it's time, you, time, time Fuck you. It's yeah. time. No, no, no. We do this I can get away with anything. Fran- yeah, we do this for certain franchises, but we're like. I'm trying to make this movie like the other movies. It has to be. I like it with my, my 300 pictures. Like, it's 300. That's the answer. Okay. Wow, why are they all naked and incredibly, incredibly muscly? 300? 300. Matuzak agrees Macomb needs to be arrested, but they don't have sufficient evidence. Under investigation by Internal Affairs, that, that, yeah. Walker That's is a thing. Ass- yeah, Walker has assigned a new partner, Sarah Fielding. Both are sent back to 1994 to investigate Macomb and witness 2004 Macomb advising his younger self to invest in a new computer chip. He has a slightly different beard. Yeah, it's like and a bit, a bit different whiter. hair. And different yeah. hair, yeah. Stop the... eating all that goddamn candy. <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> Macomb played by the peerless Ron Silver. Oh, yeah. Ron Silver's so amazing. great at being, being an oily, just yeah. shit here. Yeah. Ron Silver is... Um, He's in West Wing, isn't he? Is, yes. Yeah. Is it, is, Bruno yes. Gianelli. He's great. He's so good. Mm. Fielding turns on Walker, revealing she works for Macomb, and Walker jumps back to 2004. And she gets shot in the face, right? Yeah. She gets shot, not... Not in the face, but she gets the shot. Face. Yeah. In the body. Oh, I know. Look at the shot. She gets <laughs> shot in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then they're like, and she's in hospital. We'll get to that in a second. But, and she's in hospital. I'm like... She got shot in the face. Ah, you see? We're going to already be A gunshot happens, and you see her face, and a hole appears on her forehead, and she falls over. 
No, no, no. Uh, she was shot in the body. Again, we're going to be using like a, a one-word catchphrase of this whole episode. Time cop. Time cop. <laughs> um, arriving in an alternate 2004, Macomb's presidential frontrunner, who is shutting down the TEC, Walker updates Matuzak, who eventually agrees that Macomb must be a prototype. Sorry, must have a prototype time machine. Matuzak sacrifices himself to send Walker back to 1994. I'm with you. In 1994, Walker finds Fielding in hospital, but as she agrees to testify, she is killed. So in the moment, she's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, oh, no, it's killed. Just killed kind, in, kind of in the, the hospital from being shot in the yeah. head. While in the hospital, Walker learns that his wife visited the same hospital and was pregnant. It's in the same like room, basically, yeah. like literally around the corner. <laughs> I'll I was just like, go over hmm. this evidence. So here's, uh, here's <laughs> critical care ward or whatever they call it in America. And just True. outside... Here's a pregnancy test, basically. <laughs> it's also what? so incredibly obvious that she's pregnant when yeah. they have the scenes together. She's like, I've got something to I've got something important to what? tell you. Can it, can it can it can it wait until tomorrow tomorrow? Well, not really, but I guess so. It's like every time a woman in a film <laughs> says, I've got something to tell you to their partner that is the main character. Mm. They're pregnant yeah. or they're getting a divorce. If it's a dude saying it, it's because they're force sensitive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, so he now knows she's pregnant and she died, obviously, because thing. What's more, this is the day of her murder. Oh, no. Trying and to the change... day before Fielding's birthday, which <laughs> comes up like a bunch of times yeah. and it never matters. No, not at all. Oh, really? It's October 9th. My birthday's tomorrow. It's nearly October 9th. It's, it's, it's in three days' time. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. It's her birthday. Halloween <laughs> episode. Told you. Trying to change the future, a thing he should not be doing, Walker tells his wife what is due to happen. We see 1994 Walker attacked again, but this time aided by the 2004 Walker. Ugh. Yep. 2004 Macomb is also present and yep. takes Melissa hostage, threatening to blow the house up. So was the bomb there the whole time? Or is this a like Bill and Ted style Jack. loop Jack. that sets up? So Jack. they leave the keys for themselves Jack. so they can then get the keys from behind Jack. the plant pot. And he sets the bomb up Jack. in 2000. And, yeah, Matthew, what? Time cop. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> when, when we see it the first time Tim. round. Tim. <laughs> time cop. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, go on, please. Not every People who are listening to this may not have seen it and may not realise how bad this film is. Um, Don't watch it. When we see it the first time round, he like leaves the house because he gets called out for work. Yes. Got to go, gotta go be a, a regular go, cop. Yeah, be a cop. Do some regular... Curb some cop. people with his Wolverine boots. Yeah, because <laughs> ninety-four cops—they gotta be great, right? Which he's like, and it's—he is just—he's just a regular cop, and he's like chosen to be part of the. T You'd think that they'd get like FBI agents to be yeah, the time yeah. enforcement. Hey, hey, he stopped that purse snatcher. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> anyway, he's got Wolverine written on his boots. He gets—he gets like called out of his house, like hit on the back of the head, falls down in the rain. Yes, like. His wife, they people rush the future dudes with future haircuts. Oh god, yeah. Run into the house. <laughs> just gone. Future haircuts, you mean mullet? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Because that guy like, has head. the best mullet in the world. They're like it's like a mullet with a shaved it, like, yeah, with shaved sides. Completely shaved sides. Yeah. 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 Rest, wrestler hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. He looks like the third member of the nasty boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrestling reference for you listeners. Classic if the theme Jack. of this season isn't fucking eighties and nineties wrestlers mm. i don't know what is and you see them like like attacking the wife and like there's implications and stuff and you see very clearly ron silver is there <laughs> and then the house just blows, blows up, up. Yeah. Like, there's no time for them to have left the house nope and spoiler alert that's what happens at the end of the film with the good ending so how is that different well 
Let's find out. Carry on, Matthew, please, for the listeners who haven't seen this big old piece of... The answer is Time Cop. Time Cop. So yeah, 2004 Macomb is also present and takes Mr. Hostage, threatening to blow up the house. There we go. Macomb is willing to sacrifice this version of himself, knowing that his younger self will become president. But Walker has lured 1994 Macomb to the house, and pushing the two together creates a paradox, killing both Macombs. Because matter can't exist in the same space. Which is true, of all matter. Yeah. (laughs) Regardless of time paradoxes. Matthew and I can't exist in the same space. We're not the same matter. We matter, though. That's true. We are made of the same stuff. I matter. You do. You You matter to me, (laughs) Matthew. They try to use physics-y nonsense. It's, it's, it's time cop physics. It's it? time it's like, cop physics. If we like, touch, we'll... we'll which is cool. They do a whole, like, thing thing. Yeah, merge into bits. The, yeah. the thing, yeah. the thing. 1982, the thing. Not okay. 2011, the, the bird, thing. The bird, the crow, the man. Or the bird, the crow, the man. And he, like, morphs into this big, like, fuse thing and then kind of just goes into a jelly and then disappears. Yeah, he's a transporter mistake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the thing, but you go for time. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. But it's, yeah, the, the whole, the science makes sense to a degree. It's nonsense, but it makes sense. I hope you heard my frown there. <laughs> <laughs> I audibly frowned. Yeah. In as much as Time Cop needs to make sense, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, the audience member, get what's happening. You can't touch your past self. It's one of the few rules where they set it up and it actually works. That's true. true. Exactly, yes. Except in the second film where they kind of. Oh, we'll come back to that. We'll get to that in a moment, yeah. Walker leads Mr. out of the house before it explodes and returns to 2004. Incredible. Yeah. I know it's meant to be in slow motion <laughs> where it's like the time is ticking down and he's like done all his fight on top of the house and he's come back down to to get Melissa out of the house yeah. before the bomb goes off. I know it's meant to be in slow motion, but it just looks like he's going down the stairs really slowly, slowly yeah. carefully, yeah. carefully yeah. despite the fact the house is about to blow up. Like it's he's hilarious. Cre- like he's creeping out yep. on a school night. Like, mm, <laughs> hope I'm yeah. not getting not caught by... Creepy, sta- yeah. creepy yeah. stack. Or just yeah. like being really... Ca- it's like, oh, I don't want to knock her head on anything because I'm carrying her down <laughs> in my arms. <laughs> he kills, her, he kills her on the banister. Back. Officer and a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> the music yeah. starts kicking up. Jesus. Um, so yes, the, the house blows up. The timeline is restored and the TEC is a well-governed, successful policing body, which is nice. Um, according to the history, Macomb disappeared. So the agency was never corrupted because, you know, corruption is just one bad dude. Yep. One, yep. Bad one bad apple. Walker returns home to see his wife and 10-year-old son. The end. Right. Bam, done. So Problem very quickly, solved. don't like this movie. Um, <laughs> I think it's dumb. And uh, most importantly, I think it's fucking boring. I find yeah, Time Cop yeah. really dull. Of a time travel movie, I'm like... Of all the things you can do with time travel. Yeah. yeah. Time travel to 2004 to the fucking set of space so, precincts. Yeah, I have, I, have a real, I have a real problem that they don't really change anything. No. 2004 looks basically like 1994. And you get the Blade Runnery space precincty kind of car box. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you know cars? Well, we stuck a bunch of bullshit on them. <laughs> <laughs> and that is literally what they did. They just chucked a bunch of fucking cardboard and tin on it and were yeah. like, Work for back it's some future. fucking A-team bullshit. I'm like, there you go. Mm. <laughs> just construct this and this will be fine. And then, like, some of the technology is like slightly better. Oh, no, wait, it's all just CRTs and looks like it's from fucking Alien yeah, it's from 1979. Weird. It's weird because uh, the, only, the, the way that, the, again, classically, when you ever depict the future, you're basically depicting now with a bit, you know, more mm. concept cars, basically. Um, and it's hilarious how it's always like, you know, Back to the Future predicting 2015 is like, this is laughable. Mm. Um, well, but Blade, always, Blade Runner, flying cars and mm, stuff. Yeah, like, I there's always Blade. bits that like kind of get it yeah. right, to a degree, but other things are like, 
from a wrong angle. I mean, it's it's the the funny thing because it's only ten years, and so to be honest, like certainly in like parts of America and parts of the UK as well, mm. like two thousand and four and nineteen ninety four look pretty fucking similar. Pretty just much. everybody. Hello, had... Norfolk, where <laughs> we live. Yeah, <laughs> just at that point, everybody had a fucking Nokia thirty three ten. Yes, you know, um, it's the classic uh, Portlandia thing. Yes, yeah. Where it's like the dream, yeah. dream of the nineties is alive <laughs> in Time Cop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, they they they. There's a couple of like really egregious things, like the self-driving car that just looks like a fucking A-team conversion, like yeah. you said. But then nothing else has changed. Yeah. Except Jean Claude Van Damme's hair's a little longer. Yes. The mullet. 80s, the mullet is glorious. Yes. And the yeah. fact that I'm not saying I lean into the mullet. But I might lean into the mullet. Is that what harnesses the time travel powers? <laughs> time Cop 2, time mullet. He, he ties it back and that's how he goes back in time. But like he's like he's like uh Samson. Is like if yes. you if you shave his hair, <laughs> if it's if there's no longer a party in the back, then he can't travel through time. <laughs> and it's Not like, like trapped that's here. basically the only way you can tell the difference between the two Max Walkers. Yeah, because is... they both have like big bomber jackets with a sleeve rolled up. Yeah, he just same looks thing. exactly the same. And his wife goes, oh, it's you. Like, doesn't, even, <laughs> doesn't even grow a beard of sorrow no, 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 no. to reflect the fact his no. wife has died. No, doesn't do the whole, like, no. yeah, up, upset husband, grieving 10 years later, gone to shit. Looks exactly the same, but with a majestic mullet. They yeah. could they could have, which they do in the sequel, they could have given him an eye patch. Oh, oh we'll get like right. If, he'd, we'll... if, he'd have, if the house blowing up... Re- given rewrites him, pitch real quick, adds eye patch. So, yeah, let's get to Time Cop 2. I the mean, Berlin there's a character in here who can, in my pitch who can wear a fucking eye patch. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> Is it a fucking wrestler, Jack? Maybe there's wrestlers Jeez. in it. Matthew, maybe. Okay. We'll find out. Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision 2003, a film nobody knows exists. <clears throat> oh, well, and by the way... Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, he doesn't. Jonathan Van Clark does. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just so you know, if you're thinking to yourself, I've been running through these movies with you guys, I've been watching them along, and so I can actually have a great time watching these terrible movies. Great. Um, you don't have to do that, but well done. Um, time Cop is readily available. I'm pretty yeah. sure you can get it on like Amazon Prime, and mm. it's cheap DVD. Time Cop 2 is a really hard thing to find. I own, them, I own them both on DVD now, because I had to. We'll, we'll have a prize. You might be able to win. We'll, we'll be giving it away at the end of the season, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Time Cop is not available on any streaming service I could find, for the record, for free. Oh, for free, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, you can, you can rent it and on Amazon yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, Time Cop 2, just have a quick look here, find, like, is uh, not listed on JustWatch.com. <laughs> That's how it's hard not. to get it is. Yeah, this is a, this is a proper, so, yeah. like, such made-for-TV shit. Except TV wouldn't take it. So... In 2025. The distant future of 2025. Well, to be fair, this is one of those rare occasions where this is still the future. That's something Yeah, that's novel true. For just, us. Yeah. just about. <laughs> yeah. Good thing they acknowledge, you know, the pandemic. Um, the TEC is operating well, but the SHA, the Society for Historical Authenticity, which, by the way, the keyword there being society at the start, I don't think there's actually like a government-run body. It's they just keep a saying the society. Yeah, society, it, the like, society. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, just a clan of people. <laughs> you can't call it the clan. <laughs> the clan of authority. Not when they travel <laughs> back to authenticity. <laughs> Shit in hell. Oh no. Anyway, it's founded to ensure the TEC agents do not change history. Which isn't, pretty... isn't that what the TAC TEC is there for? Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, Max Walker did that. Yeah. And is a time criminal from the first one. Correct. As we just talked. So, what do the society do outside of the T? I don't. Already, I you've lost me in sentence I two. Know, I, I don't know. get it. 
And we should point out this opening sort of stuff is being narrated not by Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is not in this movie. Everybody's favourite Mowgli, Jason, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Scott Lee. I like Jason Scott Lee. Uh, do you though? From yeah. what and why? Exactly. His Bruce from, Lee thing. From, Bruce Lee story. No, Dragon of Bruce Lee story is okay. That's what I mean. Moana. Is yeah. he in Moana? Yeah. Okay. Take I'll let you off. Uh, and also Thomas. No, sorry, not Moana. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. right. Yes, yes, yes. Other yes, yes. Disney. Yes. That's set in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also um, Thomas Ian Griffith, who we'll come back to later, because he's here, he's here again. I think <laughs> <Karate laughs> Kid 3. Fucking Terry Silver. Terry Silver. Oh, when I watched Silver. this, I was like, that guy's got great hair. <gasps> <laughs> Soon to be in Cobra Kai season four, Terry Silver. <laughs> oh my God. So, look at the first fucking sentence. Uh, right, okay. So, in 1940s Germany, yep. TEC agents Ryan Chan and Tyler Jeffers are infiltrating a Nazi gathering. He's going as... Um, they, they highlight that he's Chinese-American, but he's disguising himself as a Japanese person because at the end of the day the Nazis don't give a shit and acts so to be fair he does specifically say that like back in this time nobody cares we all look the same to you that's, and I was yeah, like yeah. that's actually a nice that's little a, line yeah. to justify the fact that Entirely. you have an Asian American guy playing a different thing and it's like yeah. oh yeah there, yeah, there yeah, are okay, actually cool. a handful of things in this film that are like more than Time Cop 1 yeah it has but it has interesting elements and stuff yeah, yeah for sure <clears throat> so we'll get to that so Tan and Jeffers are infiltrating a Nazi gathering but learn that SHA members the society, society are already present, including the SHA leader, Brandon Miller. Oh, the real villainous name, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Miller, played by fucking knockoff Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty much. The group learn that Hitler is present, and Miller feels it's his duty. Well, they don't learn, they watch him walk past and go, Oh, that's Hitler. Oh, it's Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> they just gawp and go, that's oh, Hitler. Hitler. Um, yeah, and Miller feels it's his duty to kill the dictator, but Ryan stops him, stating the sanctity of the timeline is too important. I played Red Alert. Time cops. I, I think he's he's kind of right. It's a tricky thing. We'll come back to that because this film has actually some interesting philosophical discussions. Yeah. Two years later, in 1895. Yeah, I'm leaving yeah. that sentence. That is. Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievably. That sentence is correct. Yeah. Atlantic City. Ryan is stalking one of Miller's men who is attempting to rob Andrew Carnegie or Carnegie, if you will. While avoiding SHA, thank you. You should. While avoiding SHA members who are also after the same mark, Ryan fights with some amazingly accented cops. Nathan <laughs> Bigara. It's not even that good, Tim. They, they bring back the Irish cops from the first it's, one. It's some 20s. of the worst. I'm like, what the fuck? Is, I can't even. I can't do an impression of it, but it's so bad. I'm like, as as as, as, a, as a man of Irish descent, wearing. Mm. A, oh, yeah. An Irish rugby top as we speak. <laughs> it says the word Guinness in massive letters. True. You've got a clover on your shoulder. <laughs> yep. How offended were you by these accents? I mean, classically very. On a scale of one to hoity toity tail Well, they're two speaking roles, and one is like, yeah, I can kind of tell it's a terrible American doing an Irish accent sort of thing. And the other one is like, I don't know what this is supposed to be. <laughs> and it's not even like, hasn't got that, that Faith of Begara kind of old I'm bullshit. Not, so, or, top of the morning, yeah, I'm yeah, a policeman, that kind of shit. Yeah. It's literally like, like, what's your problem, boy? That's too good. Like, that's too good. I can't, I can't like do Brendan Gleeson. That's too good. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. It's, it's genuinely it's baffling. So how bad, bad it is. you can't do an impression. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they they, they uh, get into a fight with Ryan because you know racism. Yeah. Uh, he does. Much, yeah. It does actually touch on the thing of like, if you're not a white man, it's hard to go back. 
yeah. in time. Yeah, it does he, actually touch yeah, on that thing. He yeah. literally says, like, I'm terribly sorry. Here, like, you know, for my trouble, I didn't mean to bump into you. My apologies. Here's a question. Trying to bribe a cop, eh? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, yeah. you can't catch a break. Up to in the alley and yeah. stuff, yeah. So he still manages to call the perp, who is tried and sentenced to death. We get a few scenes about the psychology of time copping. <laughs> in theory, very interesting. In practice, Boring. <laughs> yeah, badly presented, but the conversation is interesting, yeah. And Ryan wants to quit, but Director O'Rourke talks him round. A TEC agent makes physical contact with his younger self, which brings him back as a merged mess of a boy sitting in a man's lap. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, it's like oh, got a, got a thing alert coming in. And it's like, okay, a time anomaly yeah. detected, whatever it is. And it's like, what happened? He went off, off book and went too close to his former self. It's like, why? It's like, yeah. how? Yeah, rule number one. Why Why did he just go and say, like, oh, look, there's me as a boy. Better go shake hands <laughs> with myself. <laughs> Better go wrestle that fucker. And the one rule we have. Yeah. yeah. God's sake. And also, like, when Ron Silver does it, he is dead in about three seconds. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's about... Yeah. <laughs> this guy was survived long enough to travel back in time, despite the yep. fact he looks like something from the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They do the whole like Simpsons. Bye. Don't want to live. Kill me. <laughs> it is a bit. Quaid, start the reactor. Yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this thing appears, and then they, the the doc is like, "Oh, I've got to save these people." Oh, oh, he's gone. Like, yeah, of course he fucking is. Look at him. There's yeah. also a little boy in there. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyway, he goes back as a state. Another agent is sent back, but then explodes in the tube. I'm shrugging, listen. Due to bad time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do it at a bad time. It's, I guess. It's, they do this thing like, it's like, oh my God, that's terrible. Uh, get that squealing mess out of there. Mm. They're like, oh, what an awful experiment. <laughs> Quickly, other guy. And he just sits and goes, hey, how are you? It's, it's the stunt cock moment from Orgasmo. Hey, <laughs> how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? You okay, good. Mm. Sits down and then they give him a thumbs up. It's like, you go, soldier. And he goes, <laughs> everyone's really surprised. I'm I mean, like, it's, the it's, fuck did you watch? It's basically just to establish the idea that it's dangerous. You, it's dangerous, and you can't do it like too many times on the on the trot. He looked quite normal, and he looked calm. fine. And then it just went it's wrong. Floated him. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know we're gonna get off the the synopsis again here, but like it tries to make sense of time cop. I think that's a big part <laughs> yes. of where it goes wrong. It tries to add depth and yeah, like philosophy co- consequences and, and philosophy and yeah. stuff and physics and stuff. Like, oh, I don't belong in time. How cop. much does it mess with your brain when you travel through time? And I was like. I mean, Max Walker seemed fine. Yeah. He seemed perfectly fine. He seemed pretty casual about Even after thing. doing it for like a decade in 2004, if anything, he's cooler and got a longer mullet. Yeah, so it's like, what if his brain is already scrambled <laughs> and he's just like dumb enough to like not be affected? He tried to the, write Walker and wrote Wolverine on his shoes. <laughs> like, oh, shit. The, the, the entirety of, uh, of, of Time Cop is actually just his hallucinations as he's... In the Wheeled machine yeah. with time vegetables. It's a Jacob's like, yeah. Ladder we should, moment. <laughs> we should point out also that in Time Cop, they have an expensive rocket car that like shoots them towards an unnecessary wall that then causes yes. them to travel in time and then they like disappear. Back to the future. The, the, the car disappears but then doesn't appear in the time they're traveling to. They just walk out or fall. They, just, what they it just fall or appear. Yeah. Who knows? They're just shooting these cars out into the fucking astral plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, unless, unless you're falling off a building. In which you did, the did they put him in a car to make him fall off a building to execute Presumably, the guy in the first one? Because that seems to be the, 
the only that's, way that's they the have the only way, right? Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's in, the device thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 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 Time Cop Two, you're like strapped to a, ch- a dentist's chair that <laughs> stands you upright in a tunnel, and you get bombarded by CGI radiation. Yeah, it's like yeah. a very 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 slow slingshot. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like when you have like a, a, a rake or a fork and you step on the prongs and it goes foing yeah. <laughs> so like that but you're going really slowly yeah. and you make a lot of weird faces and, and screaming do. noises yeah because that's time travel it's, it, it, it hurts like you know flying in economy it seems fine in the first one <laughs> it's because Jean-Claude Van Damme's because he's a real on. man yeah it's muscular as fuck yeah. alright if I didn't know better I'd say he was asleep <laughs> so with his fellow agents disappearing out of existence, Ryan jumps to the world penitentiary. That's a sentence. Pretty is. While there, he speaks with Miller and learns that Miller has vowed revenge uh, by traveling back and wiping out all the TEC agents' ancestors. That's not a bad strategy. Like, if you can travel back in time, yeah, yeah cool. It's also okay. what McComb was like, threatening to do. With the yeah, and yeah. We, we jumped over a point, which is the, 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 the guy who touched himself. <laughs> <laughs> touched... Touch. Himself as a Don't child. Touch thank yourself, you. The guy, you'll the guy kill who it. touched himself as a child and then died as his god's wrath. <laughs> um, he. <laughs> That's the so, message of time cult, kids. Yeah. Don't so, touch yourself. Morals because, of time cult. Because he died as both an adult and a child, it meant that all of the arrests that he had done had been undone. Yes, exactly. Because yes, yes, he yes, kills sorry. himself before he becomes a time cult. Yes. yes. And then the, the one who then explodes in the tube is meant to be going back to prevent that. Like he's like, oh, Correct. I'll go and and do an emergency like arrest of all these other people who are now on this list. Yeah, and then because he blows up, like the time ripples reach them or whatever, <laughs> and that means that <laughs> oh, fucking Miller, Miller gets loose. Miller gets loose yeah. From yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the world penitentiary. Um, so which leads into this. Uh, on top of that, taking certain people out of existence has set Miller free, as there is no evidence to hold him. The chain yeah. reaction of all the bullshit. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Ryan jumps back and forth, and every time he returns to 2025, his colleagues are a little different. I'm not saying it's like that bit in Rick and Morty where they jump through the different dimensions, it's definitely and, not. or that bit in The Simpsons where it's like, oh, it's the Fly Simpsons, and then it's oh, it's every the... episode of Sliders. Yeah, and Sliders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. During extremely clumsy exposition dump. <laughs> Ryan is told that Miller has been tracked back to 1880s Texas. Yay. But no one knows who Hitler is. (laughs) (laughs) Hitler wasn't born, so I guess that makes sense. Oh, no, I mean, mean, when he's talking about, like, oh, he's back in the 80s. I know. know. Because he's like, I guess I'm Hitler. Hey, Mr. 1880s man, you heard of Hitler? (laughs) Nope. Yeah, guy works down the local store. Bob Hitler, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Came over on the boat, like, 20 years ago. But no, it's it's the idea that he's, like, he's getting, again, it's all the information he gives yeah. them is, is going to be things that is definitely affected yeah um so it's like who's hitler yeah um and they your keep parents ref- died in the war yeah they're referencing exactly the reference of recent war, the war ryan yeah. has no memory of uh ryan is given a fancy new watch that can track miller as he jumps kind of do anyway the watch mm. necessarily does anything with that yep could add that in the beginning yeah in texas miller stalk- this is actually another good interesting point mm. in texas miller stalks and kills an asian man that he believes to be ryan's ancestor <laughs> oh yeah yeah because you know ryan's asian so therefore yeah. asian man's gotta be ancestor literally this asian dude turns up that's gotta be him that's gotta mm. be his ancestor in texas killed him wait a minute and um yeah so um <laughs> i'm getting ahead of myself here but it transpires his ancestor is actually a white dude at the bar Miller realizes Zera and attacks, and both time travelers engage in a brief gunfight before Ryan follows Miller through his time wake as he goes somewhere else. I quite like the following the time wake thing. That's yeah, because you've seen cool. it in First Contact. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. It's nice to go, like, oh, well, I can just leap in on this. I can yeah. piggyback. Yeah. 
Ryan and Miller both arrive in 1929, where Miller attempts to kill another of Ryan's ancestors before jumping to the late 80s. Because he he has like one half go and then goes, fuck it, I'll get another one. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, do you want to just like go back five minutes just, beforehand and kill yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Or five minutes later, yeah. you know. Also, Miller doesn't have a car. He just jumps through stuff. Yep. It's a thing. Yep. I actually addressed that in my pitch. Good man. Yeah. Time cop. Time cop. So yeah, they, they jump to the 80s. Ryan is shot trying to protect his young parents, but the bullet is lodged in the pocket watch he carries around with him. But get it? Time cops with the pocket? Because <laughs> he, he likes time, <laughs> doesn't he? He likes time. He, well, he's got a watch. His own, own great grandpappy's watch. It's a young Kenneth Choi of... Uh, mm. Wolf of Wall Street and yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Captain America. Yeah. I had I had noticed that until you said that, Tim. Yeah. It's it's one of those Good weird point. moments you go, Oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. It's weird because he's obviously he's dressed like in the eighties when they, when you see him in, in the eighties part in this, yeah. and then it looks weirdly close to how he's dressed in Wolf of Wall Street, which is also his <laughs> like late eighties, yep. early nineties. That's, yep. that's true. And I was like, Oh, he looks like that guy. Oh, it is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the guy. Ryan briefly returns to the closest version of his timeline, but there's still has been a major recent war before realizing that Miller is going to head back to 2002 to kill his father. Now, we see events that have been appearing in flashbacks throughout the movie. I haven't referenced them until now, but they have been constantly the whole happening. Thing. Yeah. Ready and realize the, ready for the physics, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thing. And realize that Ryan's father was a professor of theoretical time travel physics, and one of his students at the lecture is a younger version of Miller. The older Miller tries to kill Ryan as a child, but as Professor Chan tries to save his son, he is killed. Professor Stockton, can I ask a question, please? You cannot, but go uh, ahead. Time travel's already a thing in the 90s. Why are they doing theoretical time travel in the 2000s? Ryan runs in. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. They're keeping it as secret technology, Jack. CIA, motherfucker. <sighs> no, but they're not the CIA. They're just regular cops. You specifically said they're not FBI agents. They're just blokes off the street. And Black like, ops, motherfucker. Time travel's a real thing. And then Professor, like, better teach some theoretical time travel that's real and has been real for a decade. To be I fair, think. we'll get back to this. <laughs> I don't think Time Cop 2 knows Time Cop 1 exists. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. 100% agreed. Yeah. Ryan runs in and sees both versions of Miller over his father's dead body. Ryan threatens to kill the young Miller, but when called a hypocrite, the two time travelers fight! And uh, Jason Scott Lee rips his shirt off. Yep. Yeah, he does. And uh, damn right he does. Bunch of fucking fighting happens. Bunch of fucking and fighting. <laughs> Ryan fights Miller to a standstill and tries to reason with the younger Miller, saying it doesn't have to be this way. At that moment, both men disappear. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this fucking ending. <laughs> I hate it so much. We're <laughs> To 2025 and everything has reverted back to normal. All of Ryan's colleagues have returned, but Ryan cool. seems to have retained the memories of what happened. Cool. And then an alarm goes off and the film ends abruptly. Cool. Done. That's it. Just think about this. Okay. Blip. Done. <laughs> nope. What? What the fuck was that? I mean, technically... Where are the splits? Te <laughs> <laughs> technically, I like the idea that it's like, does that have to be this way? Oh, I guess I won't be an asshole then. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Entire like existence wiped out of existence. Like right, but they don't set that up at but all. The little boy version of you also saw that. Does he think oh, I better be a time cop when I grow up? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does. Oh. There's so much that oh. does not work. But oh. there are a handful of talking points that are like this is quite interesting. That's the but there thing, are a few. Like there's so many parts of this film where it's like oh that's an interesting idea, but they kind of a speed through it way too fast and b mm -hmm. only like 
it is exploring it on a shitty straight to DVD budget, essentially. Yeah. Like the idea of like, oh, like he keep like he's traveling back to the past to fix a thing, then he keeps coming back and the present's different. It's like, oh, that's that's quite interesting. Classic time but, travel. But shtick, they do right? yeah. all of that in about seven minutes. Yes. Like yeah. that could that could probably sustain like a whole time cop film, like if you wanted to. Yeah. Like the idea of like going back and then the he's the only one with memories of like what's meant to happen. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. The I've got to chase this guy through different time periods. Like which is kind of what you want from a time cop film. Yeah, in theory, like, yeah. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I've got to chase this guy through history and like mix with all different periods and stuff like that. Mm. Like, that's good. That only takes about fifteen minutes of this film. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's moved on to the kind of the next thing in the finale. There's there's so many things that's like, oh, that's that's a fun idea, and you could probably get like a decent sequel, like yeah, absolutely, pitch yes. out of it. But they just kind of discard it half done, and, mm-hmm. and or, or they don't have the money to like actually execute it. Yeah, I think a big problem with that is, as much as the first one is boring and kind of drags, mm. it's ninety eight minutes long. Like it is about as long as you want a nineties action film to be, if it's this kind of level of time. Cop sure, one. sure. It doesn't overstay its welcome too much. It's not yeah. like a fucking two-hour kind of thing. Time Cop 2 is 78 minutes long. Yes. <laughs> it's just over an hour yeah. and 10 minutes. It's ridiculous. And the fact that, as you said, Tim, it explores so many different things that could be entire films in and of themselves. They're like, cool, let's go and kill Hitler. Bye, we're off to 1880s <laughs> Texas. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And the back and forth between 2025 and then, oh, they're all different and having a bad guy who changes his mind and goes back and tries to kill the ancestors. Each one of them could be like 70 minutes of a 90 minute movie. And they're like mm. five minutes, five minutes. Each yep. scene feels like 40 seconds long. And yep. you're just like, Ugh, oh my got- God. Mm. Oh, we're in the 90s. Oh, in the 30s, 20s. Fuck, 2025, 1995. Ah, God, oh shit, what's <laughs> going on? And like... We've rented, I'm a time cop. Ah! We've rented this Nazi regalia for three days and then it's got to go back to the warehouse. Yeah. It really does feel like that because you mentioned the budget, Matt, at the, towards the end there as well. Like, mm-hmm. It feels so cheap and looks so cheap all the time. And I think you might have nailed it there, Tim. And they're just like, okay, we have, we've rented out this building for three days. We've got 16 fake Nazis. They leave in three hours. What do we do? <laughs> like, um... Have you got a Hitler? No. Uh, let's get Dave, one of the cameramen, to be Hitler, and we'll just wing it, and we'll just hope for the best. And like, yeah. fucking hell! The, every scene just feels like, uh, oh, uh, and he's back in the other time. Like, bro, mm-hmm. oh, okay, are we? Do you need to explain or dwell on any of the? No, 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 no. But he's he's stressed out from being a time cop, and that guy exploded. Why did he explode? No time <laughs> yes. for that. Quick, go to the other scene. To the next it, thing. It, it, does, yeah. it feels so cobbled together from part of like, hey, we got this. Uh, the 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 makeup guys developed this method. He he can like stitch a boy to the front of a man, <laughs> and then like layer some prosthetics on, and it'll look like this guys, weird mutant. I'm it's a- like, uh, we, but we're doing time cop. Can't you find some way to put this uh, in? I'm, imagine- yeah, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm imagining somehow. prosthetic expert Bob just running in me like, guys, 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 guys. Right, I can stitch a boy to a man. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, finally. Scene number five it's coming, has its all big coming moment. Together. It's all coming. Soon this movie will be complete. So that sentry. boy to that... <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking hell. Oh. See, I think, as I said, uh, I referenced this earlier. 
And now we're coming here back full circle. There is one thing I think ties everything in about Time Cop 2. Everything makes sense when I sort of reveal one of these little things. And the uh, more I drill down to it, the more it makes sense, hopefully. And that is Steve Boyum. <laughs> oh, Good, name. Good name. Is the that director. the name of the boy on the... <laughs> <laughs> Boyum. Um, no, He's a boy. Um, Boyum. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the director. He used to be a stuntman. But now, if I go through some of his oeuvre... His uh, directorial debut was a Paul Walker film called Meet the Deedles. I'm familiar with Meet the Deedles. Yep, it's a surfing <laughs> film. Uh, Johnny Tsunami, Stepsister from Planet Weird, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, um, Slapshot 2, Breaking the Ice. Oh, now, God. These are all Disney properties. They're all oh, made for TV, oh, sort of Disney oh, shit. Oh, there we go. And if you think about all the time copping and stuff in the background, you know, there's a there's like a, sort of like a, a, a control room that's just a really shoddy set sprayed gray with some blinking lights it's like what's mm. all this mean it's like blinky blinky bits. i mean that's what time cop one looks like <laughs> true and then they dial it even worse and further yeah. down for time cop two and this is the 2003 movie that looks like it's the middle of the 90s because again it's an older man who was a stunt actor who's now a director for disney who's going like yeah all right slap shot too so uh, fucking right cool mm. well, and i think it's, he's they're all trying and they're like oh we have some interesting ideas we get do you know do all these things and there's an it behind the scenes interview i saw with the cast is that the one on youtube yes I think yes so, yeah. i watched this as well um and it's even that feels fucking poor and i think it's the actress playing jeffers and she's interviewed and yep. said am i a, like an action babe i mean yeah i kind of say wow that's the question you're asking. Are you an action babe in this movie? Yep. Fuck me. Yep. Um, there is there is something about it that feels like it could all, like if because it's not like Time Cop. <laughs> Time Cop has like swearing in it, the original, yeah, and yeah. and Ron Silver being like shitty and slapping his oh, yeah, assistant and stuff back, yeah. like that. I don't think Time Cop Two has anything particular apart from like the the, the apart two, from sewing a boy to apart a man. from the sewing the boy to the man and the the, the, the other Time man. Cop who explodes yes. yeah like there's not a lot of like violence really no because when it. you get to the the alternate future there's like a, a you know the Captain O'Rourke has an eye patch and the certain you know you know we're in a dark future this mm. woman has a lip ring <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's literally like it's, people are slightly more punk in this universe. yeah it's just like um i'm cool. a doctor i, I care guess. about these time cops they're traveling and you haven't thought about the effect on them god damn it and he's like look we're gonna just i don't care anymore move it on yeah and then in an alternate future he's like oh do you think I'm traveling too much, Doc? What do I care? My husband's dead. I'm like, yeah. you have a husband? <laughs> and she's got like purple hair. It's like, it's it's very much like the Disney, mm. not, you know, but but like but, if they version of Coraline is like so tame sort of thing. Like Coraline is a like horrifying sort yeah. of yeah, interpretation. But, but it, it feels Halloween Town. like, it feels like you could make, make it a tinge more family friendly and it would almost have that like Disney vaguely educational like, yes, entirely, thing yeah. to it. It's like, like oh, the look. National Treasure series, for example. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. it really, like there should be a little like graphic that pops up mm -hmm. that like, oh, it's like, oh, they're in the cowboy times. What's a Chinese person doing there? Well, did you know that there were Chinese laborers on the thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and also a, not every Chinese person from today, Chinese American, is descended from all that one Chinese person. Yeah. Oh shit, they have a different ethnicity? Yeah. Yes, that's how ancestry works. It's, it's Interesting. A, it's a clever yeah. idea, yeah. Bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Um, is your name Chan? Not yet. It's like, all right, lady, Christ. <laughs> 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 Just throwing herself at any Asian dude. <laughs> it's like fucking hell. 
in summary, neither of these films are particularly They're good. They're not good. And the it, second one is worse. It's worse. It has it elements has some, that are better. Some interesting ideas, but, but it is really goes worse. wrong in a lot it, of different it, ways. They're both horribly unwatchable in a way. <laughs> um, I find them... Thanks, Jonathan, for recommending it yeah. to us. Every time they said the Society for Historical Accuracy... <laughs> authenticity, all, please. Authenticity, sorry. It just... It, I couldn't help but hear the Society for Creative Anachronism, <laughs> which is basically like medieval LARPers. Yep. Um, and yeah. so I was just like, like, oh, we've got to go raid the, the, the society's headquarters. And I just expected a bunch of people in like Renaissance fair costumes. Yeah. Nice. Chucking beanies, beanie bags each other. Yeah, like, with like boom, foam, the foam, foam swords. swords. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. So yeah, terrible movie. Cheap and ugly and... Even things like confusing yeah. and, and like I think it's if anything it's worse because it tries to do clever stuff. Well, like it, I said, because because the first one is so dumb <laughs> and like doesn't explain anything and it's like you need the car. Yeah. You don't need the car sometimes, but fuck it. And then the second one is like, well, it has a real toll on your psyche and here's how the physics works and this guy's the son of one of the physicists who's researching this thing that's been around for a decade. We won't touch on that. And it like just brushes all this interesting and clever stuff. If anything, that exposes the rest of the bullshit even more and like really draws you into like, well, if there's theoretical physics, then why does the... I'm thinking too much already. Oh no, it's time cop. I need to stop thinking. And the first one just is just like, don't touch yourself in the past. You'll die. <laughs> You'll you'll sew your boy to a man. <laughs> Don't do it. And then they're like, "That's it. That's the only rule." Oh, we can't go forward because it hasn't been. You'll be fine. Just don't go forward. You'll be fine. And they're like, "Okay, that's it. That's all you need." Mm. And they're like, "But what happens, right? If you go back and kill the ancestors of the time cops, then release the bad guys." I'm like, "Okay, okay, cool." Then he explodes. Wait, what? <laughs> Just every moment of like. Oh, that's a cool. Oh, they fucked it. Oh, that's a. Oh, they fucked it. Like every single, every like, and I like I said, it's breakneck speed as well because it's seventy eight minutes long. You don't get a chance to think about anything until I did when I sat down. Was like, how do I fix this movie? Yeah. Oh God, I've got to think about it and actually process this film rather than just letting it wash over me like I would do any other time. It, it, it's that issue of um, I'm going to travel to the past, but I can only go back to the you know the inverted commas present because the future isn't written yet. Like, what happens if? you in what you think is the present is in fact the middle of that between <laughs> the past and the future and you go back to the future like what well you know 2004 goes back to 1994 sure what about if 2000 goes back <laughs> oh yeah and fucking thought about that have you know yeah. there's, there's two yeah. timelines also nothing to stop people from the future coming back to now yeah exactly yeah it's, it's <laughs> yes. like, that because for them the present the future is the present and yeah then, it's yeah. it's like very much you follow one set point narrative it's it and it's like the, the just summarize the whole it's cheap and shit um is that like doctor who which i also don't like it's like you can travel anywhere not just in time but also space where are you gonna go 1940s england a quarry in england somewhere right <laughs> it's like right. great how then, very well, a quarry in england, quarry in wales please <laughs> sorry my apologies yes i'm gonna go true. slightly outside of cardiff yeah, exactly <laughs> brilliant that's kind of the point. It's like, where, where are we going to go? Was it what's what have we got on the lot? It's like we've got a Western bit. We have got an old like 1930s and an 1800s sort of thing. It's like it's like oh, it's Atlantic City. Oh, it's a shop in I want to say San Francisco or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, fine. There's no mention of how they travel location, by the way. No, they're just like they're just there. Time and distance because space time. Yeah, the only one they explore yep. properly is the the fucking 90s. Yes. Um, 
Yes, it's the nineties, isn't it? Where he's the, his dad dies because he can actually walk around there because again, it's too, it's closer to the actual. No, it's, no, it's two thousand. It's early two thousand. It's two thousand two. Yeah, it's yeah, called nine eleven. They reference nine eleven. So sorry, yes. the year before the film comes. Two years before the film comes. Yes, out. Oh, it's brilliant. the present at that time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's like the whole, it's, it's the time in. of the filming of the movie. Same yeah. thing with Time Cop One. It's like you have a Confederate scene right at the start of the movie, which is just fine. And we never talk about it ever again. Yeah, and and with, then you're uh, like Callum Keith Rennie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. And then you travel back and forth between you know this fucking. You don't see much of the future. You just see a couple of corridors basically. Mm. And then you get the present, uh, i.e. 1994. And it's like for all the shit I give Highlander, fuck <laughs> me, it shows you a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. does stuff, and I feel like as much be- as much as we ragged on Highlander too. I remember what the weird future of Highlander 2 looks yeah. like. Yeah, that's the thing. It's With more the distinct. dudes and the hoverboards and the blacked out sun and stuff and yeah. the neo-noir kind of it's on stupid, a budget. Yeah. But it feels different. Yeah. Mm. Both of these films have real problems. Like for time travel films where it's so important, they are structured so poorly. Mm. Oh, yeah. And entirely. like the editing on both of them is so bad. Um, yeah. It, like the jump from when... Jean-Claude Van Damme's like house explodes to oh, then the God. present or or like the 2004 the future especially mm-hmm. essentially like, yeah we didn't even talk like the first one ends with him in 2004 so does he know his son he goes back to his house which has st- been built again because Re- it still explodes yeah. right so did he did that's that, that, true did that, yeah probably that they've rebuilt the, son, the house they re- rebuild the house identically and that version of his son has grown up without him because he's been in the past. No, he goes back and everything's fine. Only he knows that there's been all like the same thing with the the end of the first. But of he's the not the one from that timeline. Ah, oh, but he is now. He just had the qu- <laughs> he is. It, this he scene, has, which, see, don't think problem, about it, listeners. The problem don't is he has no it. memories of it because when he, the son that's runs I mean. up to him, Sorry. he's like, "I don't know who you that, are." That's the way yeah. around him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know his own son. Yeah. So I have uh, hello. Uh, child, yes. How are you? I don't know why I'm doing Kicks that voice in the for face, Jean-Claude says Van Wolverine, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm a so Remind me man. of your name again. And she goes, "Why you? You forgot, Max. He's he's called Wolverine. <laughs> a little a little baby Wolverine." And ruffles his hair, and it goes up in the little Wolverine hair. <laughs> Schnicks. Um, but the second film also has this again a arguably superior thing where it's like there's a line they use really like if a time cop has done his job the only person who knows is the time cop himself because mm. everything is yeah and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, butterfly effect does this really well mm. where you, every time he travels to another time zone like, right I made a change oh god and he literally has these awful aneurysms as he's growing the brain memories is, yeah. it's filling in the blanks his like, neurons are yeah. rejigging themselves and you the are brain, storing yeah. multiple timelines of information and it's too much and it makes you go crazy and that, and also I think the bit of that in um, a few other films and that do the same sort of thing and that makes sense so I don't know if he's getting that later when he goes to sleep or if he just goes I guess I'll just have a read up of what happened oh everything's the same yeah <laughs> except I'm Captain America notebook where it's like oh cool yeah, yeah. I'm up to date I'm a list yeah. Son? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Ten year old son? Question mark. Yeah. Is he mine? <laughs> yeah. Do they test that? It's when it like turns out like you go like fifteen minutes run, keep running the film, and it turns out that Senator McComb, as well as being like in charge of time travel, was also in charge of I don't know like something like building this really important dam, and now yeah. something yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. hasn't happened. That's the thing. It's like oh, he was a, clearly a corrupt man. It's like well, first of all, corruption is 
to survive, corruption counts as my one bloke. Welcome to politics. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. But also, and policing. he's still voting on stuff, whether positively or negatively. That future is never. Again, and I know this is always the hypocrite. Max hip Walker is a time criminal. Yes. That's what we're learning. Yes. There's also some really weird stuff in the first time. Sorry to. to no, 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 like, please. Yeah. Where they're talking about, like, oh, there's this new thing where, like, the election money gets matched and so the society like the, the the candidate for white supremacy is getting a bunch of funds <laughs> oh, yeah, there but is senator McComb but... isn't and it's like yeah wait why does how why would make, what? The, make the evil guy the white supremacy guy there's a quote from McComb in the film which is uh elections are won with television you don't need the press you don't need endorsements you don't even need the truth you need money i'm like oh that strikes a little close to home now yeah, yeah like they they do, they do like there's some fine political kind of satire, <laughs> I guess. Only with hindsight of what our world became. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. But it wasn't clever at the time. But, but but they yeah, then they throw in a bunch of like weird shit that then never gets talked about again. No, and you not just think like what like I get it. He like he's he's funding a presidential race. Like you don't really need to like throw in a bunch of extra future shit. Yeah, well, this is how future presidents work. Like doesn't matter, don't yeah. care. Yeah. It's also like the idea of um I'm gonna be president. You could travel through all of time, and that's all you're doing. Yeah, being, being president legitimately for for four or eight years, and then great. Yeah, I mean, yes, okay, arguably you could do a Nixon and Watchmen, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. change the constitution to get five yeah. terms or whatever the fuck it is. I get it, but also it's like yeah, that's that's the extent of your plans. I mean, I suppose the more important thing is that he then would shut down the TEC, and so he's the only person with a time machine. But they don't. They they more harp on about the fact that he's going to become a president than they do that he would be the only person yeah. who could travel in time by investing in microchips. Yes, great. Actually, I think they just call them computer chips. They do. They do because yeah. that's not they've not been microized yeah. yet. <laughs> and so now, yeah, and now we don't have any in twenty twenty one because yeah, 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 yeah. So these films are, Bad. I guess, a guilty pleasure for someone. <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people enjoy maybe the first one in terms of a relic of 90s action, weird things. And it is arguably one of Van Damme's most mainstream movies, technically. It's one of his most like successful as well, financially. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but dull. Fucking dull. Um, I think of all the things that either of them could have been, I think the conversations are in the second one. Are, uh, there's a lot of mm. potential among the chaff. Um, but at the same time, for things about time travel and policing that, neither of them do anything interesting or exciting. And all both of them shoehorn in, wait, we've got Jean-Claude Van Damme and we've got Jason Scott Lee. Let's make it about fucking martial I arts. I mean, the, the first thing that happens in Time Cop 2, apart from like... I don't know, it's, it's literally the opening scene. He does a big flying kick for no fucking reason. Because <laughs> he can. <laughs> like, I mean, it's there's a Nazi stood there. That's a good enough reason to do a big flying kick. You always flying kick a Nazi. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. Take the punch a Nazi thing and just up it a level to <laughs> yeah, if you flying kick can. a Nazi, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, <laughs> it is there's there's because there's a he does it a couple of times in the movie and it's so hey you seen the cover to uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee story <laughs> I'm gonna do that again and the thing is the scene where he's fighting the cops in the behind the scenes stuff there's obviously him doing like war running stuff and trying to get this one thing mm. it's edited so badly oh uh, yeah the fight scene in both of the films the fight yeah. scenes are edited really You've badly you can actually fight yeah and you're filming it terribly. Yeah, there's yep. there's a, a fight when uh, when they're back in like 1920s in Time Cop, in the first Time Cop. Oh yeah, uh, the guy who's embezzling or like oh yeah, his, his after the, guy, Atwood. Yeah. Yeah, Atwood, the great yes. the Great Depression, like the Great Crash. Like there's a fight scene there where he like 
beats up a couple of 1920s dudes. And it's, yes. I went 12 rounds with Jimmy O'Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a couple of it. Like he does a he does a splits moment in that. Yeah. And he does some other stuff. Does. But it's it's staged and edited so poorly that it's yep. just like I missed it the first time. I was like, oh, did he do the splits there? Like, and I had to go back because I was like, yeah. I thought I yeah. thought he only did it in the kitchen, uh, in his pants. To be fair, <laughs> he does it in the kitchen for about five minutes, so you can't. He does. Miss that yes, one. Yeah. he does. Don't get electrocuted. <laughs> You might as well turn around and wink at the camera how, and that bit. Kind of how does. long does electricity last for? How long is he up there for? Like, oh man, my legs are getting very tired. Like, <laughs> looking down, still crackling away like, I should probably call somebody. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, actually. I don't think that, again, Time Cop doesn't need to address no, no. this. Yeah. D- don't, don't think about the physics. No. How long does electricity last for? Does it dissipate in a bone? I hear how that uh, when lightning, have a lightning strikes the sea, it doesn't hurt you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are you talking God. about, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so these films are dumb. Some people like them. Mo- I would say most people have not heard of Time Cop. The and, first, and definitely not the second one. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the second one, and a lot, not the first one as well. I think you'd be mm. quite surprised. I, mean, I know many people are like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I remember that, because they're, they're mm. you know, in their 30s and 40s. Granted, our audience is the kind of people that probably have heard and watched That is Time true, Cop. that is true. But the average Joe Street, if you said Jean-Claude Van Damme, they go, oh, I know that name. Oh, and it yeah, also, like, these thing. are not... F- even though these films had a sequel that came along, like, basically 10 years later, mm. like, they are not... Time Cop is not a film with a great legacy. Like, mm. it's not, no, got, not Like, I mean, it's I'm, not on streaming and stuff. Like, people aren't rediscovering Time Cop now. Like, true. in the same way that there are some other films from the 90s that people are going back to and going like, oh, this is still really yeah. good. Despite or, the fact that it has a comic and a TV series, you think it would be I was just about it. to say, yeah. it does have a legacy, because it's got a tv series related to it that went fucking nowhere it's based on comics which makes yeah. it a comic book movie which is now a big thing yeah. but wasn't in fucking 1994 mm. and it goes way off from the comic books and the comic books were it was dark horse back in mm. the day and were essentially a way to get a movie made it, which yes. is how comics work now <laughs> thanks mark miller who basically just does fucking uh, mark miller fucking mark miller who basically just does like um I want to get a film made, but I write comics, so I'm basically just going to make a bunch of storyboards with a really <laughs> great artist, and then it'll eventually get made into a mediocre Netflix show. That'll be fine, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Miller World, everybody. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much what they did. So it was like, made a bunch of comics, and they were like, yep. Can you make like a 90s Dark Horse Avengers star crossover yeah. with Time Cop and The Mask, Barbed Wire, yeah. and Hellboy <laughs> and right. shit? Yeah, yeah. That's where it would go eventually. Yeah. And uh, we'll Men get on... Black. Uh, you see, yeah. comic book movie. Always forget that. Road to Perdition, comic book movie. Um, History of Violence. <laughs> History of Violence, comic book movie. And this is, we'll get onto Rotten Tomatoes in a sec, and we'll also get into fixing the film. I will, mm. I will try. This is Jean-Claude Van Damme's most financially successful movie. The first one. Mm. Fucking hell. What, what a career that man <laughs> has had. And the fact that like it's taken us this long to get to JCVD. Because he doesn't do that many sequels, he just does a bunch of shit. He does over and, and over and over again. Born sequels, exactly. He does enough bad shit that it doesn't make money, and then he does like a weird parody of himself in the green the, screen. Yeah, JCVD I mean, and that just, whole he thing. He appears in the Expendables, and he's in. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Expendables, the Expendables made more money than Time Cop, but he's not the lead in it, so I'm not counting that. Oh no, 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 That's no, sorry. Him no, as a yeah. lead. Time Cop is his most profitable movie. Yes, entirely. Yeah, Which is as a for him. Yeah, and most people have heard of it. Exactly. Exactly. 
Should we go on to Rotten Tomatoes and fixing it? Let's do that. This week's episode is also brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the US Postal System and the UPS shipping right from your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies, no special equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. And you'll also get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option for you. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is no risk. And with our promo code, P-O-D, the word pod, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in pod. That's P-O-D. Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. This week's episode is also sponsored by the lovely folks at Audible. Audible is the single biggest collection of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy stand-up specials, and all basically audio stuff you could possibly want in one lovely little app. You can even listen to us, the sequelizers, on Audible, because you can listen to loads of different podcasts on there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick a kind of relevant recommendation here, go for some time travel kind of kind of thing, and talk about this is how you lose the time war, which is, in fact, a Nebula award-winning novella and won a Reddit Stabby Award, because <laughs> that's, <a, laughs> that's a thing for Best Novella, and the British Science Fiction Association Award for Best Novella as well. You can get This is How You Lose the Time War and many other things, like I said, including our podcast and a variety thousands and thousands of other audiobooks by going to audibletrial.com slash sequel you get 30 days for free and one free audiobook so i recommend going and checking that delightful little thing out thank you very much to audible for sponsoring the episode and like i said go to audibletrial.com slash sequel get some free audiobooks have a great time so are you ready for some time traveling tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) oh no no i dread to think i'm just going very straightforward for this week no, no, uh, no typical Dark Horse Tim moments. No, okay. no, 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 none of that. Mm, Dark, Dark Horse. Horse, get it? Pun. Nope. Fuck so, you. gentlemen. Hello. Time Cop, yes. 1994. Mm-hmm. What do we think it scores on the old Rotten Tomatoes tomatometer? Low. Lo- I reckon low critic score, worryingly high audience score because uh, of all the nerds yeah. and stuff. Usual stuff. Definitely higher audience, sir. Yeah, hundred percent. Not what? Not percent. <laughs> yes, I agree with you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, no, not to hundred percent. I reckon the first one will be in the 40s. I think this is a bad movie. I'm going to go 94, 49. I'll reverse the things of the release date and go nice. 49% for Time Cop mm. 1, please, Tim. I, okay, so, mm, torn. Don't forget, Rotten Tomatoes is not an aggregate score out of 100%. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. This is the percentage of reviews that gave it a 6 out of 10 or a 60% or however you want to put it. Yeah. A positive review. I'm, I'm, so, saying, okay. I'm saying fewer than half. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm torn because I think it's going to either be a 50s, maybe mm. maybe 60s, mm. 
or, but this is, or down the toilet. This is Jean-Claude Van Damme in his first major, major mainstream appearance outside of Street Fighter. I think he's he's like, you know... Street Fighter's the same year. Oh, Jesus. It's 90, it is, both 90, in 94. Oh, yeah. that was, this was his peak year. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. I, I, mis- I misread the years. Yeah. I think he's 95. Because Bloodsport and Bloodsport's already happened. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah. oh, okay, then yeah, then I think maybe it's not. Maybe it's 40s then. Yeah. Um, Welcome to my world. Fuck it, let's, let's, let's say 40. Oh, bang on 40. Yeah, why not? Okay. And Time Cop 2, I The did, Berlin Decision. Oh, God. I did wonder if it was going to even have a rating because it's straight to DVD and all that kind of stuff. But apparently it does. So I'm guessing low. Um, do I want to do... 40% drop to 9% <laughs> or 30% drop to 19. I'll play it safe. I'll go 19%, please, Tim. So 49 uh, drop to 30 to 19. You know I like to do my little maths in the middle there. I don't I don't know. I think Please God, don't say it's higher. Well, the, well, okay, two things. I think one of two things. Either They're basically the same. Th- <laughs> either oh. this is a thing whereby much like a few of the things that I've brought up, like you know, the, the silent movie I brought up in the chamber piece episode the idea that there's so few people who've actually seen it critically they can Ooh, record it interesting that yeah, it might yeah. have like no rating yeah or the only five reviews that have qualified it are gave people it who are six. fucking psychos yeah they'll give it like oh actually a really a really solid idea it's a really interesting talking point had some really interesting ideas six out of ten yeah Fuck. and so i think it's going to oh, be something no. ridiculous oh, like no 80 or something absurd mm. so i'm gonna you went from 40 to 80 Oh my god, Matthew! Please. I think yeah, okay. I I think it's. I don't like be the look on Tim's face right either, now. Like, he knows he's got that knowing. Oh, the eyebrows are going. Either unrated entirely, but I'm gonna. If I had to put a number in it, I'd say it would be statistic. If we're playing the game, I'd say it's gonna be like seventy three. Oh something. god, no, it'd be a round number. So like seventy five. Okay, so time cop. You basically split the difference. Oh there. no, oh, shit. Okay, but goes to Jack. Mm-hmm. 45 percent okay we're in the we're in the right ballpark that's what matters that's with, what matters. with 44 reviews wow time cop 2 mm. you both theorized about it mm. does not have a rating there, yeah, we, go. there we go there we go there, there, we go. there are two reviews okay. on rotten tomatoes here we go for it. tim tim mm. if you give us a little is there any little excerpts anything tasty oh, any, yes. any morsels from yes. them are they from um, the right film <laughs> uh so on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, we have David Nasser writing for Real Film Reviews. Real spelled R-E-E-L. Of course. Naturally. Oh, yeah, of course. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, says, pun. a perfect example of a needless sequel. Ah, you're not wrong. Accurate. Mm. Uh, mm. David Cornelius writing for uh, Hollywood Bitch Slap. Oh, God. Uh, says, bad movie fans who chuckled at the original Time Cop will chuckle here as well. But those looking for quality sci-fi or workable action should look elsewhere. Not, but not they're not wrong. But yeah. uh, and there's also uh, from Wikipedia. There's a couple of other uh, things from Ain't It Cool News. Oh uh, yeah, God. Scott Foy said honestly, I can't decide whether to recommend the movie or not. I swear there are moments in this movie where you want to laugh and bang your head against the wall out of frustration at the same time. Yep, agreed. Uh, Foy being said to a man. Beyondhollywood.com said. So shut off your brain and enjoy the ride. Time oh, 
fucking hate that phrase. Time Cop 2 is definitely better than the first. Oh, wow. Even if it still doesn't make a lick of sense. Brilliant. (laughs) I hate the phrase, shut off your brain. It's so frustrating. I I hear that all the time in wrestling and it drives me mental. There's no such thing other than going to a comatose vegetable state. But also, more importantly, that's not what film is, you fucking clown. Like I said, I can't switch off my brain. Yeah. So obviously, we can't really compare the rating because it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have one however there is audience scores for both okay okay okay, okay. so do you want to do some audience score predictions? yeah all right uh 75 yeah i was thinking 70 for the first one mm. i'm like mm, no higher 100 percent and zero percent no mm. uh i'll go 79 for the first one and 49 my rank for the first one and 49 for the second one mm-hmm Second one, um, by the sounds of the excerpts just read out, I think even those who were like, yeah, it's all right, mm. didn't give it like a positive review. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's say 30%. And what do you think the audience score is for the first one? Oh, uh, 75. You went for 75. 75. Ah, okay. You are both considerably off. Oh, interesting. Okay. Time cop. Oh, oh no. Oh, Tim's got that look on his face. Has an audience score of 36%. Wow. Fuck me. That's lower Whoa. than the lower than the critics. Lower score. than the critics. Is it because score? people who are Jean-Claude Van Damme fans are like, he didn't do enough fighting in this movie? Not enough splits. Not enough splits. That's too stupid. That's not interesting. Not enough yeah. taint shots. <laughs> and uh Time Cop 2, only slightly lower at yeah. 27%. Right. God damn, these films are cursed. God yeah. lord. Bad sequels to good movies, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> good thing we changed that. Well, I guess it's uh, time for your old pal Jack to step in with some sci-fi goodness. I mean, the the good news is the only way is up, pretty much. Uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Or rather, you seem very the concerned. only way is time. <laughs> <laughs> the only time only is way. cop, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I want that as this fucking uh, t- the tagline for I'm, it. Yeah, I'm happy. The only way that. is time, and the only time is cops. <laughs> There's only time for cops. Are we like getting a t-shirt per episode where it's like mine is like my Rambo is t- Violet Evergardens, and t- yeah. like, <laughs> time is cop. Right, oh, Jack. God. How many wrestlers are you putting in this? Uh, four. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but oh, you, no, no. You, be- you beat me to it. I straight believe you. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying it's a theme for the season, but you guys know what I'm it's fixing for the rest of the season. It's a theme for you. No, 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 no. There was a running theme previously where you two had cast wrestlers. That's fair. And That's I fair. never had cast a wrestler until I cast Mr. Paul White, the formerly The Big Show, now called Paul White in AEW, The Big Lad. He's a, he's a, he's a seven-foot lad. Um, and, of course, with my Rambo pitch, I had some 90s wrestlers in there. Some 90s wrestlers in this bad boy as well, because I'm releasing this film in 1999. Five years after the original one in 1994. Uh, Title, quite simply, Time Cop 2, a.k.a. Walker Space Time Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fucking t-shirt, man. (laughs) Is this Walker... Walker, Texas Ranger, basically. <laughs> I've never seen Walker, Texas Ranger, so I hope not. <laughs> From my pitch, I, I don't think so. Have you put... There's no Chuck Norris. Yeah. No. Okay. I just wanted to make that joke. Fuck me, man. <laughs> uh, returning cast. I'll get to director in a second. Sure, sure, that's sure. Inter- It could be an interesting discussion. Returning cast, 
JCVD is back as Agent Max Walker. Mia Sarah back as Melissa Walker. Mm. Bruce McGill back as Commander Matuzak. Mm-hmm. And Gloria Rubin is back as Agent Sarah Fielding. Who is it like turns on him, but because the timeline's fine, she's she okay turn. again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. We'll get to Newcastle in a second. Okay. Because there's some big names and some interesting stuff in there. My director, mm-hmm. this is 1999, bear in mind. Sure. I'm going to go for a bit of Paul Verhoeven. Oh, interesting. Mm. That could genuinely work. So this is post Starship Troopers in 97. Yeah, yeah. Pre-Hollow Man in the year 2000. Rapey, rapey Hollow Man. Yeah. Um, obviously known for, uh, we say, like, interesting sci-fi. How would you describe, like, his early, like, the, the Robocopy kind of stuff? Like, satirical Dutch. sci-fi? <laughs> <laughs> Dutch, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yes, it, it, he he. I does... mean, like Robocop, Total Recall, that kind of like that that kind of vibe, Total Recall-y yes. kind of sci-fi, strong, clever, satirical, but also yeah, going got, over people's heads. He's kind of got like a almost like a modern day pulp, yes. writer, yeah, that, yeah. That, sensibility, that, that but kind like of vibe. The very smart pulp writer who people go back and discover and go like, oh man, this guy was way ahead of his time, yeah, like. This one guy writing these one episodes of a Twilight Zone are the best fucking episodes, and they're yeah. like really poignant. Like, oh yeah, we should see what else he did. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, that that's my plan for director. New cast. Yes. Are you ready for this? No. Nicholas Cage. Holy shit! In between eight Fuck millimeter me. and Gone in sixty seconds, eight millimeter and ninety eight, I believe, uh, and Gone in sixty seconds so in the year two thousand. It's big Cage. It's big. This is big Cage. Big boy Cage. He's known as the Traveler slash Jimmy. You'll find out his name is Jimmy later on, but it, it, some of the movies called <laughs> The Traveller. Jimmy, that's uh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, Keith Carradine. Oh, yeah, okay. Not the other, any of the other Carradines. Well, there's, there's a whole... No, no, no. Yeah, not, not Kill Bill, mm. David Carradine, or any of the other Carradine family. Mm. Keith Carradine, who has mostly been on TV and stuff at this point Dead in the 90s. You will know him from Fargo and Deadwood and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. He's very scary. He I'm bringing in as my bad guy. He's called Director Robinson. Yep, corporate... Yeah, corporate, corporate sleazy bullshit. Um, I have named and cast his son, Max's son. Oh. Yeah, as a 15-year-old. Okay. Brought in a teenage Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ah, uh, yep, always safe to go with Levitt. And this is around about 10 Things I Hate About You era. Yes, so he is, is yeah. a, a young, handsome teen man. He's, just, he's just done with Third out. Rock from the Suns shit. He's moving on yep, to films. He's, moving on, he's just moving on to films. Mm. Yes before he transitioned in the 2000s to be the star that we know him mm. now and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, bringing in some more and rounding off my main cast, basically, before I get to my wrestlers, obviously. Dolph motherfucking Lundgren. Holy shit. Universal Soldier <laughs> Reunion. Universal Soldier Reunion. Obviously, you know him as Drago from Rocky Four. We mentioned Master of the Universe earlier. Unknowingly, you have both mentioned Dolph Lundgren and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, we have. That's and weird, set, yeah. You keep doing this. You keep setting me up for my films <laughs> and my pictures. It's very weird. Frank Castle himself. I know, right? <laughs> from The Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have some henchmen oh, Jesus. played by wrestlers. Uh, played by former UFC fighter turned professional wrestler turned UFC fighter again. Dan Seven. He's got a big old moustache. Big square face. Uh, big square face. <laughs> yeah, big old moustache. I think I know him. He's in Friends. That's a thing. Okay. In the 90s. Um, also, Steve Blackman, the world's most dangerous man. Steve oh. Blackman. <laughs> the guy with the nunchucks and the screamer sticks and the black pants. He's yeah. a karate black belt type character in sure. wrestling. Hello, Jean-Claude Van Damme. You get to kick a guy and he kicks you back. Lovely nice, stuff. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, also, former UFC fighter turned wrestler turned UFC fighter again. <laughs> Ken Shamrock. 
who looks oh, like name, yeah. looks like an action figure come to life. He is <laughs> insanely muscly, insanely angry, and just the perfect henchman-looking dude. Yeah. And lastly, oh, by the way, uh, I should go with the, the character names. of Dan Seven is playing mustachioed henchman. <laughs> the Steve character Bla- names. Steve Blackman is playing black belt henchman. Okay. Ken Shamrock is muscular henchman. Okay. And John Tenter. <laughs> is that... Uh- Earthquake, Earthquake yeah. a former sumo wrestler, ah, Earthquake, Jesus. plays very large henchmen. Okay. <laughs> I will try and keep that in mind. <laughs> so when I say the henchmen arrive, it's those guys. Got it. It's a bunch of fucking wrestlers. Because <laughs> it's uh, 1999 no, 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 and that's, wrestling that's... has never been bigger. Yes. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is The Rock. This is Triple H. Mm. This is the peak of wrestling. Yeah. I've got none of those people in this movie. No. I've got all the other fucking D-listers to be like, you want to come and be in a sequel with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Like, I'm awake. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm still alive for a few more years, I'm, says most of them. I'm clipped. Well, I'm not clear. I, I'm, I'm so my heart. So I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm conscious, I guess. Yeah, That'll be like, fun. Again, had a push. So yeah, there's my cast, there's my director. Okay, I think Verhoeven might be the thing that pulls this in for me, I think, mm. because that... The rest of it's a bunch of nonsense what? and Jack's being silly. No, yes, no, no, he no. is. No, the cast is interesting because Time Cop was technically successful. Yeah. So a sequel, a sequel being for really a reason, make... Matthew, yeah? No. no. <laughs> um, yeah, but a sequel, getting a sequel this time around actually makes sense in a way. And Nick Cage is a big... Not big ass. He's basically he's... the spoiler alert. He's basically the co-lead in this. Oh, movie, definitely. So. I assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, he's a big name. This one. He he would definitely sort of be double billed at the top kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And Jean Claude Van Damme. And they'd be like back to back or like facing each other. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm picturing that. Uh, what is it called? Like diagonal billing. Oh, the yes ones. I'm I'm most leftmost, but I'm topmost. Yeah. It's like <laughs> right. The uh, <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones, um, Rennie Zellweger in Chicago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Contractual bullshit. So yeah, contractual bullshit aside, there's my interesting cast. Wait, there's my. Are you aware that there's a Carradine in Time Cop two already? Yes, I am. Yes, yeah. I, 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 yeah. That's what reminded me. I was like, yeah. oh, Carradine. I, I could get another Carradine. Who? What other <laughs> Carradines are up to up to much? Then I was like, aha, the one of the good Carradines. Yeah, so he's a good show. He's not, a good show. not Robert Carradine, who just does nothing. Mm. Yeah. Plays Big Jim. <laughs> he does indeed. He does indeed. Yes, I, I, that is what inspired the casting yeah. of Keith. He was the last person I cast, for the record. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh, I need sleazy executive type dude. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, not quite Macomb. I want something a little bit different, a little bit more kind of like... Older. Older and, and yeah, 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 yeah. More manipulative yeah, and sure, stuff sure. and all that kind of stuff. Like, Carradine. Oh, there's other Carradines. There's a whole Carradine family. <laughs> Bam, Keith Carradine. It's got a great, great face for that kind of stuff. I was going to say, it's a case like... <laughs> This movie's Which, got a Baldwin. Oh, Daniel Baldwin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Couldn't get Stephen Christ. Or Adam Baldwin, the Baldwin that's not related not to the Baldwin. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway. I'm very curious. I'm sure I'm curious where this is going. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Cold Open, 1969. <gasps> the moon. Yes. <laughs> time oh God. Really? They're going to they're gonna time the moon. <laughs> I'll race you. A time criminal knocks out guards outside the Kennedy Space Station. Oh, shit. I'm scared. doing the moon. <laughs> Brilliant. They check their digital watch and see that it's 12.32. A digital watch in 1969? I know. Time criminal. In a Russian accent. Oh, I must be a bad guy. In the 90s. Mm. They say, one hour to go and activate a countdown on their digital watch, which has multiple time zones listed on. Because he's traveling through time and keeping track of time and stuff, right, guys? More than doing the fucking festival. Exactly. 
They continue further into the NASA building and sneak around the center a bit, dodging guards and stuff. And everybody's kind of busy moving around, preparing for, I don't know, the launch to the fucking moon, mm-hmm. which happens at 1.32 on that, on that day. Sure. While outside the control room, he is spotted by guards and tries to escape. Unfortunately for him, waiting around the corner, it's Agent Max Walker, a.k.a. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one bicep. What you gonna do about it, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. You wanna go somewhere, you Russians? America. One bicep and one stretchy taint. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would man? you like to kiss first? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the decision for you. The Berlin decision. No. Uh, I don't know why he's Hispanic. Or that's, that's kind of... <laughs> Bullshit, he would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Agent Max Walker, of course, sporting a glorious 2000s mullet. Ugh. Because he's from the 2000s. Okay, so it's 2000 future version. You'll find out in a minute. Okay. Just have some patience. He's I in 1969, can't. but he's he's a... I don't know if you know this. He's a time cop. <laughs> Shit. He's been Ooh, trapped. <laughs> He'll blow my I'm mind. pushing it out of here. I thought it was like his ancestor or something, but carry on. Max quips about how the Cold War doesn't need heating up just oh yet. <laughs> yeah. And the two fight. The Russian is able to hold his own against Max at first using modern martial arts techniques, but Max is able to defeat him with a roundhouse kick, because of course he does. Sure. Max quips, grabs his barely conscious foe, and they disappear in a little time bubble. Back home in 2009. There we go. Five years on from the 2004 of the previous one, and the timeline is restored. Hmm. Everything's fine. Max comes home to see his wife, Melissa, and his son, Michael James Walker, known as Mikey, to his friends and parents. Little little Mikey. (laughs) Played by Joseph Gordon. Yeah, Max and Melissa are still happily married, but Mikey, now a moody teenager, is not as excited to see his dad. Mikey complains that Max works too much. Melissa agrees. But she also decides that when he comes in the room, oh, I haven't waited for my husband. <laughs> Pretty much. You'll do. I didn't realize that they were actually married for a while when I watched the film first time. I'm like, me too, me too. Yeah. What's this going? Right. I thought it was going to end in like a proposal or something. And I was like, oh no, they're, yeah, they're already. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Max explains how important his job is. Because it's fucking time copping, for fuck's sake. Yeah, pretty much. It involves saving people and often saving the whole world. And the timeline and space time and time copping. Yeah, it's important. You like how you have a a kid and you're alive? It it, it (laughs) kind of ties into the whole, like, they don't get any credit for time copping because if they fix a thing, then everything's fine. So how was your day? Uh, Fine. Yeah. Saved the world again. Yeah. You don't know that. Nobody knows that, but, you know, whatever. It speaks to very 90s. It's like, I'm very undervalued. (laughs) Like, I do everything and no one pays attention to me. The white man. Uh, (laughs) It's a fight club. Fight club. 1999. Mikey dismisses Max's noble attitude in typical grumpy teenage fashion. And the family sit down for dinner. Future dinner. Future. Well, yeah. At the time of the movie Future. In our past dinner. Yeah, future dinner. <laughs> My past dinner is their future. They'll dinner. be they'll be having something future like sushi. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it'll be Chinese in a, in a yeah. They're doing the blade, the blade Runner thing. Where yeah, it's all like yeah. Max tells the story of his latest mission and how he saved the Apollo Eleven mission, and Mikey's attention finally pokes up. Max indulges Mikey's interest in NASA. Mikey says he wants to be an astronaut when he grows up, and the family laugh and chat over their meal. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never do Hilarious. it because your biceps are too small. Nineties no, family. Fun. Yeah, definitely. definitely. What's, what's no harm? What could go wrong? Yeah, here? what could possibly go wrong? I have a theory about where this is going. Uh huh. Not going to say. Uh huh. Is it you space? <laughs> um, maybe. Is it the past? Maybe. Back at the TECHQ. That's a that's a thing. Yeah. Mm. Walker and Agent Fielding are summoned by Commander Matusak. 
What a great name. God damn Matuzak. it, Matuzak. Matuzak. Get me Matuzak. Girl's great. He is great, isn't he? He's, he's very... Yeah. They're introduced to Director Robinson, the newly promoted director of the TEC. The director is very friendly and seemingly honoured to meet Max, who he's heard a lot about. Fielding is excited to meet the director, but Max is standoffish, especially in the presence of the director's associates. Four very intimidating-looking men. Big wrestler dudes. Oh, big, the big one lads. of them is mustachioed, one has a black belt, one is muscular, <laughs> and one is very large. Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. I didn't write that in the, in the script, Tim. Tim, Tim really had that. It. Yeah, off the, off the top of the dome, I'm impressed. Robinson is nothing but pleasant and explains how he can't wait to take the TEC to new heights. Or should I say, new times. <laughs> no. um, Max oh. finally shakes his hand and leaves his office. Basically, Max is too cool to be hanging out he's, with the director. And he's he's like, a grumpy fucking He, he really is. Film, yeah, really. yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, there's a theme here. Get over yourself, yeah, fucking pretty much. JCVT. <laughs> <laughs> On Max's way back home from work, a man stumbles out of a time bubble right in front of him. Oh my god! Shit. Maybe he does the thing where he ducks between his legs like that car, <laughs> like that truck. <laughs> Who knows? Just, Ooh. just Claude Van Damme's walking forward like fucking like John Wayne, really <laughs> wide. He has to do the splits to get past him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. That sounds like a nineties video game. Yeah, like early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Platform bullshit. This man. Played by Nicholas motherfucking Cage. He's written Nicholas I've written Nicholas <laughs> motherfucking without the G, Cage, yeah. in my script. Breathes a sigh of relief as he recognises Max. Max, understandably, thinks this guy is a time criminal and throws a kick at the mysterious time traveller. The kick is swiftly blocked to Max's surprise. And the traveller tries to explain he's not a criminal. He's from the future. And he needs Max's help. So immediately we're doing the thing that other films have not thought to do, that there is a future beyond the future. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of future in my future pitch mm. there we go the man flashes a futuristic version of a tec badge along with an updated version of a tec time travel device not a big car he's got a little <laughs> thing on his wrist that lets him try and time there travel. we go the traveler tells max not to trust director robinson he's also from the future and not who he says he is the traveler's wrist device starts beeping and he prepares to leave but max grabs him and they both disappear into a time bubble the pair appear in the Traveller's World, a dystopian future America with empty streets and destroyed buildings everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's now. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Christ. Nearly 2021. Max is horrified, trying to understand what happened to cause all of this destruction. The it, was a, it was a pandemic in 2020 <laughs> and most of 2021. It, it was a Trump won the election yeah. and everyone marched yeah. on Congress. The Traveller explains this is 2029. The distant future of 2029. The distant future. The year 2000. And 29. And 29 years. A world where Robinson used the TEC to control time itself and enslave the population. Bit X-Men. Yes. The Traveller tells Max that they don't have much time <gasps> before they're hunted oh. down. Robinson and his version of the TEC are able to track time travellers and their arrival will have triggered an alert. Robinson has created a TEC enforcer android. Ooh, almost a mech. That tracks down and kills anyone who tries to interfere with his plan. The TEC enforcer is Dolph Lundgren, by the way. Oh. He plays the big Terminator. Scary, essentially, a big scary I thought it'd be Terminator. like a robot dude. Interesting. Kind it's of. actually just him as a skin. Uh, yeah. okay, I, I'd robot him up a bit, but yes. Okay. We hear a sonic boom in the distance and Max and the Traveler scramble to hide. The enforcer android lands. Superhero landing. Pretty crackling much, yeah. in with electricity and calls out in a robotic voice, which I can't do with Dolph Lundgren. Walker, you can't. That's, that's what's terrible. Walker, 
You cannot hide. Your time is running out. Time? Huh? Oh, time. Hmm? Time cop. Yeah. Time is running out. I must break you. Yeah. I must break you. Pretty much. He dies. He dies. Max looks confused and the traveller tries to explain, but is interrupted by a crash of the android smashing through a nearby wall. The traveller gives Max his time travel device, a futuristic watch with controls for time and coordinates. Time and coordinates. Okay. He can do space and time. Okay. A kind of time and relative dimensions in space. On a watch. It's not a phone box. Interesting. When you said he like grabs onto um, the traveller and they go through time together... I di- my brain just immediately went to the um, the Bill and Ted like oh, tubes yeah. through yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. pretty much. Why not? Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Napoleon being sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> the traveller tells Max to stop Robinson and the Enforcer before they can fully take control of the TEC and tries to press the button to send Max back to 2009. Max stops him and says if they fight together, they can win. Max leaps out from behind the cover and delivers a signature flying kick. <laughs> To the enforcer's face. Jason Scott Lee style flying yeah. kick. Take that, from, robot. From zero start to like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The android doesn't flinch. Oh, good. Max unleashes a flurry of blows, but is halted when the TEC enforcer catches a punch and crushes his hand. Good. That's, what, that's good. what Matt likes. Matt likes piston. You do. You do. <laughs> piston action. <laughs> Piston pump action, son. Yeah. Matt, Matt loves a robot that crushes a man. <laughs> it's robot. Why would it? Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Good. The traveler appears and shoots the android with a taser. Fucking tasers and time cop. They fucking love it. They love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reference to the first one. Stunning it for a few seconds. He tells Max he needs to leave and Max agrees. Tackling the traveler, activating the device and sending them both through the time bubble. The pair land with the third back in 2009. Max has so many questions. <laughs> what the hell was that thing? What <laughs> happened to the world? What happened to me and my family? I don't know why I go <laughs> Bison's <Hispanic>. ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why ain't this broad fucking talking? <laughs> <laughs> the traveler explains that he'd been trying to tell Max about the future and why they need to stop Robinson. Five years from now, in 2014, Max dies from a previously undiagnosed heart condition. Too much with- bacon. <laughs> and with Max gone, Robinson's control of the TEC and time travel itself. Cannot be stopped. They decide to warn Matuzak about Robinson and head to the TECHQ. Gotta make a call to Matuzak. Pretty much. Matuzak says their story is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you have to spit it out. Captain Matuzak. Matuzak says their story is impossible because you can't use a TEC device to travel into the future. How did Max go to the future with the thing? Mm. It's impossible. The traveler explains that his time travel device is powerful but it has to be charged after a dozen uses, and he's only got a few charges left. That's so very... Classic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Arbitrary number. Oh, shit. Yeah. The conversation is interrupted by one of Robinson's men summoning Walker and his new companion to his office. Take your pick of the wrestlers for that one. Just wandering in. Being earthquake. Up. Yeah, go for earthquake. Robinson is sat at the head of a huge meeting table with equally huge men. Jesus, Jack, you horny when you wrote this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horny Jack. <laughs> Robinson is sat at the head of a huge meeting table with equally huge men flanking him on either side. Their muscular frames squeezed into suits to make them look more appropriate for the office. <laughs> I knew that would get you. <laughs> I mean, I find wrestlers in suits hilarious. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen John Cena wearing a suit? Yeah, he, can't he looks like a doll. Probably. He yeah. looks like a Ken doll. I think no one, of the, one of them should be wearing like a 
what I think of as like an IT support thing where he's got like a oh, short sleeved yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 100% yeah. shirt. It looked like IRS. Skinny the, black the, tie. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robinson assures them both that they aren't in any danger for now and the pair cautiously sit down. Despite Robinson's attempt at disarming charm, there is a palpable tension in the room for both sides. Yeah, sexual tension. Sexual Jack tension Christ. from these giant muscular men mm. just being like, oh, and then Jean-Claude Van Damme getting his one arm and being like, oh. I too am a huge and man. Then, yeah, Ken Shamrock being like, oh, with his tiny little sleeves. Oh, <laughs> lots of flexing. Oh Nicholas, Nicholas Cage is just being in like, the corner, just going fucking bullshit oh. crazy. What <laughs> man? Robinson says that he knows about their recent travels and what they're trying to do but they're already too late. Time! Max says he's... <laughs> I, did, I did put, and they've ran out of time or something, and I was like, I don't cut yeah. that, cut that. Max says he's heard that one before and gets up to leave. Robinson smirks, letting them know he'll be seeing them both soon. Mm, mysterious. Oiling up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Get out the baby oil. Like fucking Riverdale. Yeah. Max and the Traveller leave the TEC and try to formulate a plan. They can stop Robinson and the Enforcer and create a big enough disturbance in the timeline in the process. The butterfly effect will reset the timeline and prevent the apocalyptic future. Science! Huh? Better Make, film. Makes no sense. But time travel science. There you go. Yeah, yeah. As they start getting into details, Max suddenly remembers that he needs to pick up his son from school and they jump in Max's car. Bad dad, Max Walker. Is it? Yep. Is it a future car? It's a future car. Of course. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, good, good. It's a big old cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a... It's a Tesla fucking truck thing they yeah <laughs> they pick up Mikey and he and the traveler have an awkward interaction as to who gets to sit in the front seat imagine teenager being, I want to sit in the front seat it's like no <laughs> well I'm in charge and I'm going to sit in the front seat exactly exactly Max tells Mikey that dad and his friend need to talk about business the traveler and Mikey share a look in the rearview mirror <laughs> Jesus Christ yep back at the Walker household Max introduces the traveler to Melissa giving his name as Jimmy and saying he's a friend from the TEC who's recently transferred here. Melissa smiles and remarks that Jimmy was her father's name, before offering him a room to stay in for a few nights while he settles in. Jimmy thanks her for her hospitality. So I've had a theory since the, the get-go. So has Tim. Yeah. You've both got the same theory. <laughs> that, that front car seat thing now makes me like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, do you want to be sewn together? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we'll not. Find out. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Not hopefully not. Because... I just don't want him to get hurt. <laughs> so Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> to poor Nicolas Cage and try and work out what that looks like. In that like. situation, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the poor one because Nicolas Cage runs to him, ah, got a boy on my chest, the boys! He <laughs> just freaks out. Uh, yep. In the night, Max is woken by a noise. Oh! <laughs> Nicolas Cage screaming about bees. I want that cake! He heads downstairs and sees Robinson's henchman from the meeting room lurking in the shadow. Yeah, giant men can lurk in shadow. Creepy. Yep. The largest of the men has... Which one's that? It's earthquake. Okay. Large man. <laughs> large hench. Very large henchman. <laughs> I don't understand the confusion here, Matthew. It's very clearly labelled. Three of them are huge and one of them is very large. <laughs> Sizable, very large and huge man. Right. And the tallest one steps in. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> The last of the men has Mikey in his grasp as the other two square up to Walker. Max tells them that his son isn't involved and it's him they want. A fight breaks out with kicks, chops and slams being thrown from both sides. Jimmy sneaks up on the goon holding Mikey and chokes him out, saving Max's son. Max and Jimmy fight back to back, 
taking on the henchmen with some natural chemistry. Yeah. Na- Cage, natural chemistry, not, not sexual chemistry. Not right? sexual chemistry. Definitely Chem- not sexual. Chemistry. <laughs> Definitely not sexual. Okay. Good. Maybe on the DVD cover. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With the goons defeated, Mikey thanks Jimmy for saving him. Max says how impressed he was with Jimmy's fighting skills, and Jimmy says he learned from the best. Yeah. Director Robinson is sat in his TEC office and receives a phone call that his henchmen have failed to take out Agent Walker. Damn those huge men. I know. (laughs) So big, but so useless. Like so many other wrestlers. Can't get through so many doors. (laughs) He confirms that he has a backup plan as the Enforcer from 2029 appears out of a time bubble behind him. Shit. Uh Uh-oh. Robinson tells the android that they're close to completing his plan. Eliminate the Walkers and they can take over the TEC without opposition. The enforcer cracks a smile on its stoic face and walks towards the camera. Donk. <laughs> Bunk. In every cinema, simultaneously, Dolph Lundgren walks out of the screen. She <laughs> just bursts. Brilliant. Amazing. The following morning, Max and Jimmy pick up their discussion from earlier and try to finish their plan. Max searches for Robinson, looking for his present-day counterpart, but nothing comes up on his police system. Jimmy says that Robinson changed his identity when he arrived in 2009, so he will be difficult to find. Mm. Max theorizes if they can send him far enough back into the past, he won't have a way to return to the present. But they would need to use the last few charges of Jimmy's device and destroy any time travel equipment that Robinson has. Jimmy reiterates that he'll do anything to stop Robinson and to stop that future from happening. Max agrees and then begin typing instructions and coordinates into Jimmy's device using Max's computer. That evening, Max stays late in the office. Matusek! And and Fielding tease him for working too hard and trying to impress the new boss who never seems to leave the office. Mm. Mm. Max pretends to leave the office for the night but actually lets Jimmy into the office. The time cops approach Robinson's office trying to listen to a conversation he appears to be having on the phone. As Jimmy presses his ear against the door to listen in, a hand explodes through and grabs him by the throat. Robinson had been watching them and had lured them into a trap at the TECHQ. The enforcer breaks through the door, just like he breaks through all those cinema screens. (laughs) (laughs) Continuing to choke Jimmy, Max leaps into action and saves Jimmy by shocking the enforcer in the neck with a stun gun. This is one of those close stun guns. Not Mm. a taser, but one of those little crackly electricity Mm. things. Batman (laughs) Returns. Yes, Batman Returns. Mm. Yeah. Not one of the things from Berlin Decision that gives you an aneurysm. aneurysm. Yeah. Correct, not that thing. Mm. That, that, that will have to zoom in on your eyes yeah, so you know your brain's whoop. dead. Yep. <laughs> yep. The electrical overload causes the android to stumble, but he quickly recovers, throwing Max across the room. Robinson cackles with laughter in the background. Emperor his... Palpatine style, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, as his enforcer begins to get the upper hand on both Max and Jimmy. Max hits the android with the stun gun again, and the air around the enforcer begins to warp and wobble. Max hits a high kick as Jimmy throws a punch, and three of them disappear in a time travel bubble. The stun gun has started shorting the android's internal time travel system, and the battle continues through various time periods, each punch and kick changing their surroundings until they land back in 2009. That's cool. This is, yeah. yeah, I like that. It's uh, inspired by... I think it's Mortal Kombat 11, where you fight the big time goddess yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, each round is in a different time period and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining like each kick from uh, Max and each punch from Jimmy and then a return punch from the android. It's like, mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. And it's all changing and stuff. And you like, can green screen that easily. With, yeah. You see 94, then 2029, then 1946, and then all yeah, these crazy yeah. shit going on. Yeah, different backgrounds and stuff. And it's Easy a big, enough, epic, yeah. 
battle like that's just yeah, yeah. two sentences like there. Big yeah. punch goes through some saloon doors into a cowboy thing. Hundred percent. Yeah, grab yeah, yeah. a yeah. bottle, break it over his yeah. head, and, and they spell out onto in. the train tracks of yes. the nineteen twenties thing. And oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's a big time travelly battle because the android has a built-in time travel thing that just yeah, that going makes sense. I like that, yeah. yeah. The android's built-in time travel device is clearly not working properly, as I just said. And mm. Jimmy connects his TEC watch to it, hacking its time and destination settings and sending it off into his own little time bubble. Robinson asks where the enforcer went. Jimmy smiles and straps his TEC watch to Robinson's arm. The final charge of Jimmy's device expends and Robinson disappears in a time bubble of his own. Max laughs, finally thwarting Robinson and the Enforcer. You imagine the charismatic laugh of Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Another day saved. Yeah, it, it's, it's Raiden style. <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly what it is. Max laughs, finally thwarting Robinson and the Enforcer android. He realizes that this means Jimmy is trapped in 2009 and puts an arm around his shoulder, thanking him for his help. He finally calls Jimmy by his first name. You guessed it. Mm. Mikey. Mm and revealing he's known Jimmy's identity for a while, because he actually kind of looks like Max's father. Max asks what Mikey, who corrects him to call him Mike, because he's an adult now, sure. basically does the whole, like, I'm not 15 anymore, Dad. It's Mike, Dad. Yeah, it's Mike now, Dad. Mike shrugs and says he'll hang around and try to find a life for himself. Finally, we see the fate of the bad guys as the Enforcer android floats past the moon. We went to the moon! <laughs> moon! <laughs> Frozen in space. And Robinson... <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did it. My eyes flitted ahead. You did. Mm. Robinson trying desperately to fix the broken TEC device as the ominous stomps and roar of a T-Rex get closer <laughs> and closer. We went to space. We went to dinosaurs. Nicolas Cage and Jean-Claude Van Damme some from the future. <laughs> yeah. What, nothing to fix. Am I right, guys? What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? I went, I went mad. No, 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 no. I think... Um, like I said, I went silly because Time Cop 1 is silly. No, no, no. no. Mm. I, 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 I have a uh, problem is unfortunately the right word, but it is a critique that I can't fix. And to be fair, neither can you. Oh. Or you, Tim. Oh. Not or you, Tim. listener. We'll fucking see about it. <laughs> I'll travel back in time. Um, so basically, Time Cop doesn't feel like a 1994 film. Agreed. Time Cop feels like a 1989 film. Hmm. Doing a sequel to Time Cop, whenever you fucking do a sequel to Time Cop, is already going to feel weirdly dated. Yeah. And that's technically, in inverted commas, for some people, fine. So this film in 1999, I get it. And if you really... Say, for example, Time Cop came out in 1990, and this came out in 1995, you go, yeah, that makes sense. In the same way Mortal Kombat and Annihilation... I know Annihilation's mm. a piece of shit, but you know what I mean? come out and you go, yeah, of course these things are sort of linked because it's still mid-90s weird schlock. We're doing a big old nonsense. The second you get towards the end of the 90s and the fucking Matrix comes out, this thing doesn't stand a chance. Now, that's not me saying you did anything wrong there. I consciously did that mm. in 99 because I thought, mm, the Matrix changes sci-fi forever. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't. It's, it's unless get it you... in before the Matrix. Yeah, and, and I, I do genuinely understand that. I think that it's so... And also because like... The big muscly '80s actions, people like you know, Dolph Lundgren and and even Stallone and Schwarzenegger and all that stuff. After like Judge Dredd and Batman and Robin and other bits and pieces, mm. and to a degree, Street Fighter and Time Cop, they're not what people want. Nicolas Cage and that kind of stuff about the idea of of the everyman yeah. before mm. leaning into the Jason Bourne sort of thing is what becomes of it. And again, that's not me stating it's the it's the task of what's in front of you. Do a sequel to Time Cop. It's like, okay. How do I do that exactly? Because 
you could do the thing where it's like classically all sequels want to be as fast as possible turnaround. So you green light it, which is why these things are usually quite shit. You green light it with a script that isn't ready, and two years later you have a film. Yeah, I I, I was consciously thinking about that and th- like <laughs> thinking about my Rambo pitch from the first yeah, episode yeah, of the yeah. season. Like I had that ten year gap there. There's a five year gap here, and mm. I feel like like I said, I wanted to get it in before the Matrix and the CGI fest that is the early two thousands, yeah, as we yeah. touched on in some of our outtakes. Mm-hmm. Little patron tease there. Mm. I want to get it in before that. And I think keeping it in the 90s and tail end of the 90s means it will feel more like a 90s movie. You know, the phrase of like, the decade isn't actually 1990 oh, it's, to 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's often like the look and the feel and the trend of the 90s is mm-hmm. more like 1995 to like 2004 almost. And then sure. the next period kind of happens. And it's kind of like this delayed thing. Like the early 90s are basically the 80s. The early 2000s are basically the 90s. That kind of thing. Yes, yes. So yeah, I was thinking like, I don't want this to have, be a quick turnaround, low budget bullshit, spend 18 months, of that course, kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to give it some time. With this kind of cast, it's probably be fairly expensive trying to get, you know, peak cage. John Conban now is probably quite cheap. He's fine. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that was that was my thinking. Oh, no, I get that logic. at the time, but yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the thing you could do is something saying fairly to do fast this. turnaround, but not too fast, but not too far yeah, away. It's still, it's still 90s. Balance yeah. somewhere, yeah. The only thing you could do is like wait for the sort of reboot of like, the 2010s where that was my other thing as well but even then yeah. it's like oh, is that John a good is old at that point that, mm. yeah oh, he can still do the splits he did it in that advert right yeah and also let's face it definitely they did CGI it, 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 a 2010s time cop is a reboot not oh a yeah mm-hmm. it, it's a it's yeah. a Robocop reboot very much so with a, with a cameo misunderstands yes that's you, <laughs> you see Max walk back and like give the guy a wink and he's doing yeah 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 god yeah, I mean, you do still have, like, you have, like, End of Days in 1999, which yes. is Schwarzenegger still around, but... Is it End of Days directed by the guy who did Time Cop? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. I like uh, End of Days. I, did, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Um, but also, Schwarzenegger was, like, a much bigger star than oh, Jean-Claude yes, Van Damme yes, ever was. Yes. Um, I actually, while we were doing the pitch, um, I was thinking, because I was like, I like this, I really like the pitch. Mm. I didn't... I can't see... Nicholas Cage as an older version of Joseph as an older version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and and as the son of Jean-Claude Van Damme has to be Bruce Willis and I was <laughs> I, what I was actually thinking was yeah you bring it and this maybe ruins the Paul Verhoeven directing but um bring it forward a year or two and you have Keanu Reeves oh as the older uh, yeah two two years like, like the, if you bring it two years before is Starship Troopers yeah but I guess you do it ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're doing a sort of yeah speed chain reaction. Yeah, in between speed yeah. and yeah. the Matrix, you know. Not a bad when idea. He's doing yeah stuff like chain reaction and not a bad idea. Bullshit like that. I yeah, that's because he'd he'd be he definitely doubles as Joseph Gordon-Levitt Wesley. Yeah, more more easily, and also I think and action wise, yeah. a Jean Claude Van Damme better resemblance. Yeah, I get that. He's get more that. of a martial arts. I mean, he hasn't done like the Matrix stunt training, but he's sure. like Nicolas Cage fights. I, I did do that a, a bit on purpose. Yeah. yeah. He's not a very good fighter. <laughs> you notice when I say Max kicks yeah. and Jimmy punches. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I agree. And I think as much as it's going to sound like I'm overly slating it, I'm not. Um, I hate it. I hate you, man. No, no, no. The pitch, see, the pitch is good. The pitch is, I like the story. I, I don't even have any problem I, I with it. I think good might be the wrong word. Funny? 
No, 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 no. It is good because it feels appropriate for a time film. Yeah. It, it feels like it works. A- appropriate. I don't think this is a good movie. I think this is an appropriate yeah, sequel time to Time Cop. Isn't a good movie. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. following up on a no, and that's bad the thing. movie. Yeah, yeah. You, are, you, yeah. Are in, you are imbuing the body of the spirit. I think you're definitely I doing th- a thing that is cool and people who like Time Cop would like this. Yes. Mm. I think Verhoeven, actually, as much as I thought that will sell it for me, now I heard the pitch, I'm like, Verhoeven's the wrong choice. It might be too silly for him. Well, maybe. I think he... I think because it's quite silly, like the Hoven stuff always has like some themes to get into. Yeah. And this, because it's a time cop film, it's, it's just kind of straight. It's quite straight. Yeah. Like you That's don't, true. you yeah. don't try and do a Berlin decision and be like, let's discuss the philosophy, but yeah. only for yeah. 30 minutes, uh, 30 seconds. And yeah. then it's back to old West time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you, you need someone probably more like, God. We're like, we're like 96, 97 then are we at? I was like ninety-seven. Let's say ninety-seven. For I don't want to say Michael Bay, but like, um, I refuse. I refuse to have Michael Bay. Yeah, I'm just saying that right now. Someone perhaps action action in the nineties guy. Yeah. Um. What about? I know we use him a lot. You have McTiernan, maybe. McTiernan feels like an obvious choice. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I know what you mean. That thing. Yeah. What about Roger Donaldson? Roger Donaldson. Who's done? I think only people will know him from is like, oh yeah, Cadillac Man. It's like, right, sure. Roger Donaldson did in the nineties uh, the Kevin Costner movies, Species, yeah. and Dante's Peak. Oh yeah, and he goes on to do like World's Fastest Indian and Bang Job and things like that. But he's not really got a lot of presence. But he will do the job straightforward. Like he did the recruit with uh, Colin Farrell and oh, Al Pacino. Yeah. That's a very straight. I think in terms of direction, mm. you don't want someone who's going to be like. Yeah, pulling the fair. film off course. I think he could be quite competent. I don't mm, necessarily mm. think he's the right choice, arguably, but as, as a name to throw out, he's not a bad idea. Because again, you're not going to be attracting like a big fucking name no. to a Time Cop 2, I don't think. Um, I'd like to get a martial arts director in there who'd be good, but at the same I time, do. this doesn't feel like a martial arts film as much. Do you, do you want to know who I had a thought of getting somebody? John Woo. Correct. Yeah. I thought about John Woo. No, mm. And I did think about Keanu Reeves as well. And I was like mm. trying to line mm. it all up. And I was like, oh God, can I make this work? Because mm. yeah. obviously John Woo goes on to do Mission Impossible 2. Mm. And yeah. like that's his big like Western breakout stuff. But that's mm. the year 2000. And yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 2001, 2000, something like that. So it's like around that sort of era. It's 2000. Yeah. When's Face Off? 97. 97, yeah. 97, yeah. yeah. Working Maybe. with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That's where Nicolas Cage came from and then yeah. ended up changing it. But yeah, yeah, I think that could also work as well. Yeah. Um because I have another suggestion. Did he work? Well, two suggestions. Did he work with Van Damme? Hmm, don't know about that. Um, based on like point break, for example, Catherine Bigelow might work. Mm. Bit of a push. I don't know if she did be on board with it. It's quite it's quite schlocky, but she does do schlocky stuff. She did point break. She, she did you point know, break and she... near dark and stuff, so yeah. Yeah. On top of that. Um, another possibility could be Tony Scott. Ooh. Yeah, Tony Scott's not a bad shout. Yes, yeah. yeah. Obviously, with his, you know, we got, he, he has done some really good stuff, but he's done some shocky shit. And I think he could sell that. This is like, what, if you want a Michael Enemy Bay of the State is 98, yeah. Crimson Tide's 95, True Romance 93, that kind of thing. And that's the thing. I think you'll get, if you get that with, because if you want Bay but competent, <laughs> um, so you're not getting like Tony a fucking, Scott. Tony's got, yeah, you want, you want a bad boy style, really rich saturation, interesting paced 90s feeling film. Yeah. I think that you Tony's could have got the same concept, channel. the same stuff that I'm saying makes it feel dated, but he would rip it forward mm. to make it feel more. Uh, I mean, again, his 
time travel movies of like Deja Vu, which is not. Did he, did he do Deja Vu? Yeah, he did do Deja Vu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I, I think. And yeah. unfortunately, the taking of Pelham One Two Three with Alder. Oh and yeah, Walter and John Travolta. Terrible. Yeah. And the Eighteen movie and all the other shit. Ooh, I've got a name to throw out. Go as okay, well. go go go. I love it when we do this. It's like yeah, my favorite up, part yeah. of the episode. Like, I, I know some listeners that aren't like want us to like tear down each other's things and be competitive and all this kind of stuff. But like, that's how you I, make things. I am not like, I've written stuff that has been torn apart by editors over the years. I've written comics, I've written scripts, whatever. Like mm. I'm used to this. Like it doesn't bother. I'm not like precious yeah. or like married to my ideas or anything like that. I am so I am. up for you guys coming <laughs> up with ideas and, and suggesting new stuff. Yeah. So well, then again, again, as speaking as a, a director and someone who obviously worked on lots of different films and different oh, I projects. I get you. Why don't I get 17 <laughs> year old Matt? 15-year-old man. Yeah, 15-year-old He would direct the schlock, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, the thing is that this is how you get stuff made. You say, oh, tearing each other down. It's like, no, 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 no. You build on what you have and make it work. That's we would say that like, the concept of this format was like the writer's room. We're kind of like mm. oh, the producers and the writers and we're all kind of like hashing out together. Like, mm. oh, get this guy. What about this guy? Now he's busy. Get his people thing. on the phone. Get, mm. get, it's, call that guy's It's the Moneyball scene where um, Brad Pitt's like negotiating with all yeah, yeah, yeah. clubs <laughs> and then, you know, Joan Hill's like, get this guy the fuck is this? <laughs> He's got a three-point. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's, your, who's your guy? We'd have to boot him off of either Conspiracy Theory or Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, oh, well, oh no. Richard what Donner. Oh, Richard Donner's always Richard a Donner. good shout. And he goes, he does Timeline in 2003, which is another huh? time travel. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Paul Walker doing some time travel. Mac, Paul Walker, Max Walker. Billy Connolly's Texas right, yeah. Walker, Ranger. Um, <laughs> Paul yeah, Walker, Donner Texas could work. Ranger. Donner could work. I think Donner's... Mm, Donald's not a bad shout. Tony Donald's Scott's a great not a bad director, shout. So yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there's some good names there. I don't know who I'd yeah. settle on, but I don't think there's some... I do like Keanu that, as well. I think that's a, that's a really... Yeah, good, good idea. Like I said, I did think about him, but I was trying to work out the timeline. I think I'd already settled on 99 and that was like fused yeah. into my brain. I was like, I can't be able to work out all the other stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But yeah, yeah I think that's... Mm. I think we rejigging it a little bit. That yeah, it's really one of those cool. things where... I don't think the pitch needs to be changed. I think the presentation of the pitch needs to be changed. Yeah, yeah. Because all I'm seeing is mid-90s Jean-Claude Van Damme shit. And in 1999, that's got like crap. So you yeah. need to have something to make. It's like someone goes, like, "Oh, he's he's doing a Terminator." And it's like, yeah, but if you make it work in a way that actually makes sense, all I'm seeing is like, um, you know, Universal Soldier style. Like, oh, it's an 80s. Yeah. Like, no, it's 91, 92. Yeah, yeah. It's like, holy shit, it yeah. doesn't look it. Um, so yeah, I think that could be could be. Solved. And again, as you say, most importantly. It is a sequel to Time Cop that takes the themes, runs with it, escalates it. <laughs> themes. The rich themes the of time quote themes of kicking people. The rich, deep history and lore that comes with the Time Cop movies. Time travel doesn't make any sense off. and Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks people. Yeah. They are the themes of Time Cop. I'd be like, there's got to be... I, th I think the dynamic changes when you introduce the Keanu Reeves, though. So I think it'd be a lot more like, rather than them being like a stroppy teen and um, like, I want to do the front seat. Uh, I think it would be more like, a real hesitance for him to be near the kid. Like he'd actually like almost hate him. Like stay the fuck away from me. So a thing I didn't put in the script because I didn't want to give it away, obviously, even though yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. worked out in the first sentence. Mm. Um, Cause of course you did. I love that both of you said, Oh, I've got a theory. I was like, yeah, of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, um, and the fact that I gave him a middle name, the kid a middle name yes. in the beginning, I was like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I was laying out there for you. It's a fucking nineties movie. I'm not, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Being. But like when I, say like oh he saves him from the henchman like he's very conscious not to touch the kid i think it would be like, like there are yeah. moments there where he's like very close to him or like young mikey would say like thanks so much you gotta give him a high five and it'd be like mm, in the future yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah i think also because cage would be weird with it 
Um, <laughs> whereas Keanu Reeves would make sense. Cage being weird? How dare you? Well, because it. One, one of my favorite things mm. my mum has ever said, and I think I might have even said this on the show before. Oh. Uh, she was looking for a particular film. I know Emma has experienced this working in HMV, and you have experienced this working in. Uh, is it Borders, the bookshop you worked in, Matt? Uh, Articles. Articles, yeah, yeah. Before. My wife worked in Borders, yeah. Yeah. Working um, yeah. Working in retail, you hear this kind of shit all the time. It's like, oh, it's that mm. film with the thing. Uh, uh, you know, the guy, uh, there's a beach that makes you old, that one. You know, <laughs> the one with the No beach. one's looking for that, Jack. No one's looking for that. My mum once said to me, oh, you're really good at this, because I'm usually very good at sure. referencing and being like, oh, yeah, it's that film. It's, oh, it's Nicolas Cage, and he really overacts. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you mean his entire fucking career, mum? And we had this whole conversation about Nicolas Cage's yeah. career and just... we know, I don't think we ever worked out what film she actually was it thinking about. It almost didn't matter. The friends you like, made along the way was... <laughs> <laughs> was my mum? Oh, no. <laughs> Time paradox. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, brilliant. Thank, good, good suggestion there, mum. Yep. Every film he's ever done in his entire career. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think one of the things is that it's quite difficult to picture a late 90s Jean-Claude Van Damme film because all he of the do one do they they, don't, yeah. they exist and they, they do are, unfortunately yeah. there's fucking a double team starring yep. uh, Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. in 97 oh god good old yeah. de- hanging out with North Korea Dennis Rodman Legionnaire where he's playing a member oh. of the French Foreign Legion yeah. I don't mind that film it's stupid I like okay, it great. Uh, Universal Soldier The Return yeah yep. um, you know the, 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 these are like six by that point yeah, yeah very like after after like 1995, he doesn't really do like anything big I'd until say ever again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jesus certainly JCVD he appears and stuff. Yeah. JCVD, I would say, is mm. the and the um, which is the mock documentary, yeah. sort of yes. satire, sort of yeah. commentary on his own career, sort of tongue in cheek, kind of like this is a fake thing. It's like sure, <laughs> yeah, and then he's then he's in you know some expendable stuff, yeah, and some some kung fu panda stuff, and yeah. Yeah, recording like two lines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think. So what you're saying to him is, this is the revival of JCVD's career, and it <laughs> I mean, can only go up from here. In theory, yes. In theory, yeah. I mean, it's it's less yeah, a revival, and it's more that it just extends his decent period <laughs> yeah. a yeah. little and another couple of years. I love that you said decent period, considering we're talking about his most successful film being yes. the original mm. Time Cop. Yeah. His. Okay, period. See, Van Damme fans won't say that's his best film. No, they no. will mention as they kickboxer and Bloodsport and kickboxer are yeah. better films yeah. than Time Cop, Entire. but they're not more successful. Him just slow that's motion landing yeah. with the sand in the eyes and the yeah. fighting blind and yeah, all that cool stuff. Yeah, back when he was cool. What is it about him? Ago. Like he's because th- Time Cop. Like the whole premise is like, ah, oh, look, he's well, not the whole premise, but the, the, <laughs> essentially the finale is like, hey, look, it's two Jean Claude Van Dams, and he also did that in Double Impact because he, did, he played yeah. twins. Yes, yeah. he loves it entirely. He's fucking yeah. the Eddie Murphy of action <laughs> films. He's Eddie Murphy well, with a mullet. It's um, okay, Eddie Murphy Jackie, from the Jackie 80s. Chan sort of does the same sort of thing yeah. as well. It's like the novelty of we have the ability to have two of the same actor playing this role. Oh, wow. How imagine Remember that happened a lot. Like Jet Li is the one and all yep. those mm. kind of moments where, um, like, oh my God, he's fighting himself. How are they possibly doing this? The sixth like, day. Was that with the Arnie? Yeah. 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 Clones. Yeah. yeah. I'm not me. You're me and I'm you. Whatever that sentence is, it makes no sense. About that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, again, it was because like, this will be really easy to do now. And that, which eventually led to the, the ultimate, 
version, which is 2010's Social Network and the Winklevi twins. Mm. Yes, um, that's the that's except the, they don't play except by, they don't fight each other. Do they? Well, they eat people. Social Network <laughs> twins. Army Hammer. Um, so so yeah, I, I I think it's a solid fix. Definitely very much in keeping with the kind of film that the first one is. Schlocky I bonics. think the director is crucial. Yeah. To make this palatable to a late '90s audience, where you get like. Michael Bay doing Armageddon and the rock and shit and it changes the landscape and then face off and things, all those bits and pieces. You've got this almost um, old guard coming out of, you know, this and this new yeah, range definitely. of yeah. of of action films. Like we said, through. everything changes with the Matrix. Yeah. I know we say that a lot. We said we said that way back mm-hmm. when we fixed the Still fucking true. Matrix movies. Ninety nine is important and that transition mm-hmm. into the two thousands, which we've talked about even outside mm-hmm. of the Matrix, a lot on this show. It's because of DVDs, because of CGI, because yeah, of the yeah. way that transition mm. into the new century and the new yes. millennium is such a pivotal moment in the, pop culture and movies. Yes, yeah. there are a few tentpole moments of like Jurassic Park, The Matrix, the Bourne Identity, kind of Casino Royale slash um, Batman Begins. There are moments, yeah, or yeah, The Dark Knight yeah. specifically, mm. uh, Iron Man, well, actually Avengers specifically. Mm. There are moments where like, this will change the industry and no one saw it coming. It's not just like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. That was a big movie. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. That changed how every other film looked at certain things. Mm, yeah. At least, you know, in, 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 you know, American cinema, which bled into world yeah. cinema and blah, 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 you know, other things. So, yeah, I think I think it does depend entirely on who the director is at the helm of it, making it something a bit more, yeah, something that isn't going to feel dated immediately like Time Cop does, basically. Um, but it's, it's, it, is a, it is a genuinely solid follow-up. Mm. I think I think there are bits I would tweak just the immense homoeroticism. Crank that up. Crank that right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Robinson's Dutch. business associates are oiling themselves in the meeting room. <laughs> yeah. I, I oiling have, each other. I have a question actually. Oh yeah, okay. The whole thing about Robinson not ever leaving the office. Yes. yes was that? that was that meant to lead into something? And like the fact that he was meant to be like he changed his name from this time. That's I just that's felt, just him. So yeah. the change in the name thing is him. Just trying to cover his tracks. Okay. Why literally? It's time cop. It's not mm-hmm. complicated. Um, he was Hitler. He was Hitler. Um, he was Hitler mm-hmm. the whole time. David Hitler. <laughs> the Berlin uh, decision. Eh? <laughs> um, him not leaving the office is him time traveling. So he's going back to 2029, oh, planning some stuff, building some new stuff, coming back again. And he basically like just exists in the office. And they say, like, wow, he's working so hard. He's mm. pushing the CEC. He's like, oh, mm. he's all this cool stuff. I'd go further with that. I'd say that there's something because of the way he does the time traveling means he can't leave the office. Like, a yeah, text, maybe it? tie that into something yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. That's why he has the henchman go do his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he's a prisoner, as it were, of his own stupid machinations. Mm. Matter, I, I also thought, um, I like having Dolph Lundgren in there. Yeah. Um, I, I was, te- I, as I was reading, I was like, I, I'd be tempted to make him a cyborg rather than android. I, I did toy with that actually, funnily enough. Yeah. Because I yeah. like the idea of like, oh no, this like the next, the next step in in like having TEC agencies, like the time travel technology is wired into them. That, that's exactly Ghost what the android in the is. Fucking um, shells. It goes to the shell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Well enough, there's a few anime references in there. I don't know if you picked up, picked up on I them. I feel like I picked on a few things in there, but I don't know. Uh, the, the future. Mm. stuff the hellscape of the, future, uh, yeah. the hellscape of the future where mm. max dies of an undiagnosed heart condition okay what do you think that is a reference to um it's a, it's a big fucking anime like a famous famous anime i'm Some, somebody come... saying neon genesis evangelion just because you i know you've watched that recently <laughs> no, no not quite <laughs> this, this is this is the thing with time traveling and condition. neon genesis evangelion doesn't have 
No. No, I was saying, I, mean, Hulk, I, I don't know. Um, Goku dies of a heart condition, and that's why Trunks comes back and the androids take over the future. Oh, Jesus of Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's Dragon Ball okay. Z, baby. Okay, that makes sense. Nicolas Cage is Trunks. I, I keep forgetting that because <laughs> Goku's been dead so many fucking times. Yeah. But that's the one he one he can't come back from. Maybe mm, sort yeah. of. He dies. Yeah, he dies of heart condition because no, 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 it's, fair, it's that's the whole fair. Superman thing of like, what do you do to mm. how you kill Superman's dad as he dies of heart condition because mm-hmm. oh no no he gets killed in a tornado doesn't he shit yeah my analogy's ruined <laughs> fuck you Man of Steel um, <laughs> I, yeah uh, it was a Dragon Ball Z reference that's cool yeah. I appreciate that. and the androids in the future and that yeah, yeah, thing, yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. heart I, condition no, yeah Nicolas Cage I don't know how to I loved Nicolas Cage's uh, appearance in Dragon Ball Z <laughs> me too <laughs> me too well listeners I hope you've enjoyed spending some time here with us on the show enjoy that pun Matthew Jonathan Firth-Clark our wonderful executive producer I hope you enjoyed my batshit ridiculous nonsense sequel to Time Cop 1 aka Walker Space Time Ranger as I like to call it (laughs) (laughs) still got a laugh I'm proud of that one I find with the the EPs that they either have like I really want to fix this movie I want you guys to fix this movie I say of course we'll we'll be happy to take the challenge and it either turns out that they have no idea what they would want from it yes or they already have a pitch in their head Uh and it's like you didn't do that 100% they're either very passionate about a thing or want a specific thing fixed yeah or like, I don't know, fucking, this is terrible, fix this. Yes. And yeah. I'm, but I don't, I'm, I don't know how, that's your job, and that's from, fair enough. From speaking to Jonathan, like I said, we spoke to him before we actually even started the season. Mm. Uh, and he was like, I think he really likes Time Cop 1, so he might be a bit annoyed with me <laughs> and Time Cop 2. We'll find out. Jonathan, let us know. And if you want to let us know, listeners, what you thought of my pitch, you can go to Twitter, you can go to Discord, you can find all the links to that stuff mm. at Sequelizers. You can listen to the entire back catalogue of episodes. If you click the little episodes button, you can find it there. Links to the Discord, as I said. There's a lovely little invite button. You just click that. It takes you straight there. You can log in straight away. No invites required or anything like that. You just go straight in. You can find all of our merch and our shop, all of our social media links, all the usual good stuff, and, of course, the live streams, the podcast platforms, other places to watch and listen to us as well. If you want to attack me directly from the future from the distant future of 2029 <laughs> you can find me on twitter i'm jlw chambers matthew if somebody wants to send an android from the future to attack you mm. where can they go stogs s-t-o-g-h-z on all the social medias uh, if they're working you can go to uh the red right hand at co uk to read my reviews you can go to cheeseman.com to see the things i make tim tim from the future tim from the past you all here well we're all here in a Stop. way yes Make sure you are distanced. Partly because <laughs> of COVID, partly because I don't want you guys turning into a, a boy. Oh, no, I'm boy <laughs> chested all over again. Well, now now you have to form your own single handle. What are you going to call yourselves on Twitter? We are trivia underscore lad on Twitter. <laughs> We've got a bit of venom. Be it, be, it, <laughs> be it in the past, the present, or the future, that's where you can find my nonsense uh, as my tiny vestigial limbs just type out <laughs> thoughts on a smartphone. Lovely. Brilliant. What an image to leave the listeners with. But I did actually lay some little hints and teasers for next week's episode Ooh. in my pitch as well. I said lay an egg for a second. I nearly laid an egg ready for next week's pitch. If you can work it out, listeners, do let us know. Have some guesses. Let us know on social media. See if you can work out what the little connective tissues to next week's episode might be. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. See you next week. Mm-hmm.